Hey guys, and welcome to the, I guess the first episode <laughs> of the new rebranded Axis Vanguard podcast, Over Triggered. Over Triggered, uh, yeah. To, yeah, props to you for that. That was a good name, I think. I like that. Honestly, uh, I it's much better than name. the Axis Vanguard podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, like, I don't know. The Axis Vanguard podcast seemed fine, but then I was like, what if one Axis Vanguard, like, we stopped doing it? Then the podcast doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> or two. Definitely. Not that not that that's going to happen, but two also like it. What if someone finds it? Goes, what the fuck is Axis Vanguard? That fucking investment scheme. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, the kiteboard company. The kiteboard company. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's a podcast about kiteboards. Shout out to <laughs> Axis Kiteboards <laughs> or Vanguard Kiteboards, whatever they're called. Shout out to those boys, those mad lads. Yeah. Right. So we've got we got we've got an interview coming up today yeah. on this episode. I've recorded an interview with a special guest, friend of the show, Commander Jaime, fresh off his second place BSF in, fight, win yeah. in premium. Yeah, in the remote fight tournament, he's still warm. So got him in for an interview. He's eager to go in back for more. Yeah, I mean it was it was an interesting chat as well, and obviously Jaime is like the most wholesome person in the world <laughs> like when I when I was interviewing him I, I swore and I was like oh I need to edit that out I feel bad for swearing <laughs> while I'm talking to Jaime because he's so well, I don't know he's just he's such a nice guy I, I felt bad for swearing <laughs> I was like I was going to damage his brand if I swear during the interview so I, I've edited that bit out I edited it yesterday so it's it, I'm just going to drop it in at some point during the episode and and we're going to talk about premium today yeah like finally <laughs> I've managed to blackmail Cypher into talking about premium yes by holding I held the podcast hostage I had a, I had a gun to the podcast head I wasn't really the biggest fan of premium wing for after after the guest deals and the one day easels all came and all the funny spirating things came out for premium I actually kind of dropped the format for a while, so I'm I'm as good as a beginner in the format again. <laughs> so yeah. Oh really? You, you, okay. I, I thought you were kind of semi, not necessarily active, but you know what I mean. I mean, I did touch like the, you, you the still follow it. I still follow it. I just don't play. Partly my locals just doesn't play premium, like at all. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's a problem in some parts of the world, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm quite lucky in that I probably play more premium than anything else. You know, with my playgroup, but it's it's very much tier two and below premium. I don't get much chance to play competitive premium. Mm. Although Zay fun, wants yeah. to test some with me today. Like I said, the people I play premium with are mostly people playing what they've managed to make out of their G decks. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of times their, with future stuff. You know, Episode. it's not like they're just playing G decks, but mm. obviously all the people playing Regalia are feeling very fucking big headed at the moment. But Regalia, <laughs> what it is? They're the big men at locals right now. No, I just find it funny. Like a quick tangent is like when I saw the reprint being the original Minerva, I just laughed. Like, <laughs> well, I, I actually think I actually think there's there's a lot we can interpret from some of the reprints. Maybe, maybe I'm way off, but the thing is, a lot of the G3s they're reprinting are the are the stride bonus G3s, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a stride bonus Fenrir they could have reprinted and didn't. Yeah, then there's like so Charot, I'm like hmm. they chose the original Charot of. All the three versions in Jira. Yeah, yeah, but so I just the mean, very like, first one. I, I just think there was a conscious decision there to, to reprint Minerva and not Fenrir. Mm. So I think I think that's maybe a hint that f there's going to be some hits. I just punched my microphone again. 
For fuck's sake. <laughs> so stupid. Like, I've got my hands in front of me. Like, I've got my hands in front of me like Mr. Burns, and I keep moving them and hitting my microphone. So I'm, I'm going to put my hands by my sides like a, a kid who can't stop, you know, playing with stuff. That, that sounds dodgy, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> I'll cut that bit out. <laughs> you never had that? Like, that's the thing at school in the UK. If, if you are if you can't stop, like, m- messing about with, like, your pencil case and shit and throwing stuff at the teacher, you have to put your hands by your side and sit up straight. Wait, really? There's, a, there's a thing over there? Yeah, well, it's the thing at my school. Right? It may have just been me. <laughs> anyway, um, that's enough of my school tales. We, we might delete that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on. Uh, first of all, I doxed myself, and then I, uh, <laughs> then I uh, talked about the time I made a teacher cry. So yeah, we'll, we'll get rid of that. Anyway. Um, Premium. <laughs> this is a Vanguard <laughs> podcast, isn't it? It's not a, yeah, it's not a Drafts so. Life Stories podcast. I think um, it's fine. I think it's fine. Mm. We'll see. Um, what are we talking about? Okay, so... <laughs> I'm so old now. Spring Fest just... Premium. premium. Online Spring Fest just ended for Premium, right? BSF 21, yeah. yeah. Mm. And yeah um, I, th- I think a lot of it was kind of what people were expecting, yep. to be honest. Still Louis Dayo. Um... People thought Noe Dio would, would do really well. I think some people didn't. I think some people were like, oh, Noe Dio is such a like CFA deck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know that sounds like, like, you know, there's a lot of like elitism about yeah. division tournaments. I think a lot of people were like, nah, that's not going to do well. It did do well. Um, it did really well. It won. <laughs> it won two out of three. Um, North, yeah, it won two out of three. three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fenrir did, did really well. I think we all knew that. That came second, two of the three. Honestly, both of those games could have gone either way as well. Yeah, and then in Asia we had Blade Master and Blade Master. Yeah, <laughs> like, Blade Master and Blade Master, two yeah. um, Again, yeah. I think people thought Blade Master would do well, and it did. It, it didn't do. It wasn't as represented in North America and mm. um, Europe as I think perhaps it was thought it would be. I was going to take Blade Master, but I didn't go at the end because it was. Uh, Swedish Mother's Day, so I had commitments that day that I couldn't get out of, unfortunately. I couldn't really say to my uh, girlfriend's parents, I'd love to come and celebrate Mother's <laughs> Day, but um, I'm uh, I'm busy playing card games on the internet. Uh, so, that doesn't that doesn't fly when you're 32. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I had to uh, I had to go, but it's a shame. But yeah, I think uh, Blade Master d- it did well, but I think people were surprised that it wasn't more represented than it was because it was thought of as being this kind of really helmet it, I mean, to be fair, it deck. is kind of a helmet. Yeah, but I just think people thought, oh, helmet deck, everyone's going to play that. Oh, yeah. Basically, what Nui Dayo was. I don't know. I, I, I don't think Nui Dayo was, like, super helmet. It's pretty helmet, but it's not the same as just, like, attack and restand forever. It's slightly I guess so, I guess so. more to it than that. Uh, like, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot, <laughs> Like, that's yeah. not to say the people who are playing Nui Dayo weren't good. Like, if a deck is the best deck and is super forgiving and stuff, why would Just play, play right? You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, if I had access to the Dio, I would. Definitely. I think that's a, a major thing. Like, I feel like mid-level players always have this mindset, like, why are you fucking up all these the best decks to play in a tournament, right? But if you're going there with intention to get first place, which most competitive players are going for, we are not in it for first, second, third. We are in it for first place, right? So why not just bring the best deck you can? Again, I think the people taking it the most seriously either took Fenrir or they took... Um, Dio, yeah. Although there were some people who I think are just really good at certain decks. Mm. Thought, well, I'm really good at this deck, so I'm going to take this deck. Like Derek Dow on WCC. 
I was going to say Derek Dow played yeah. Pale Moon. Not that I think Pale Moon isn't a really good deck. I actually do think Pale Moon is, is really good right it's now. It's really hard to pilot, though. It's um, really hard to pilot. It's really hard to pilot. Mm. Like you've got to be really confident on on Pale Moon your place, to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean uh, the loss he took uh, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. this road that that was that was tough um, to see because I think he he could have taken it. But... Honestly, when I was watching, hey, the... that's that anything can happen in Card Fight Vanguard. That's what they always say, isn't it? So oh, yeah, when I was watching the matches, like the over triggers the checks, that's when I got the idea for the name. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, uh... <laughs> I was like. Oh. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it, cause, yeah. Because they came up when I was talking to Jaime as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of overtriggers in, in any format, but I think, for me, they have the least place in premium format. Because, like, at least overdress format is not so competitive right I now. I don't think anyone is taking that seriously, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's a very casual format mm. for me. I mean, I'm trying to optimize what I do, what I can control, but if overtrigger comes out, in a crucial turn, I'm losing the match, right? Most probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the format's so new, and there's so little that you can really optimize in decks at the moment because there's just a small card pool. That it's not really a competitive format. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the most fun I have in a while for sure. Oh, I mean, that's not. To say, I don't mean to say I'm not enjoying it. I just, you know, like I said, it's not premium. Like in terms of competitiveness, yeah, it doesn't have the card pool to, yeah, to really for a lot of players to take. And it kind too of play is kind of limited, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So maybe as we get more cards, people will become more uh, uncomfortable with over triggers. Like, like I don't like them in premium, especially. So like we can talk about them in other formats later, but premium is where I'm really like this. Just it's, it, it's never really sit well with me. Just I guess like, heavy flashbacks to like the guy doing his like ten minute. Like a regular guest deal turn, then <laughs> over trigger. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, that was. I felt bad, but he's just been gone. I, I mean, Jaime was telling me there was a game where he was pretty confident he was going to lose to Nui Dio, and then he took um, an over trigger, and that was it. You know, no, he, 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 he just survived in one. Yeah, he just survived, and then that's it. He's going to turn around and uh, clap <laughs> mom, in the cheeks. Mom, get the camera. <laughs> yeah, mom, get the camera. Mom! <laughs> <Just die> literally. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, um, but like I said, hopefully. I, I mean, I, to be honest, I'm not that optimistic about them being banned in premium. I, I think it's. I don't think they'll do it so soon. At least they'll. I don't they'll think they'll, 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 do it so I, they'll leave it around for a while, unless it's some broken like. There's a lot of optimism about Morisan, mm. where I think people are just assuming he's just going to do everything the community wants <laughs> and ban everything. Although that said, actually, I, I don't know that the community does entirely want to ban over triggers. It seems like it's just the most competitive players. Anyone on Reddit, for example, who says, hey, ban over triggers, gets mass downvoted. So it's obviously <laughs> popular with, with some people. Um, yeah. And I can understand why. Like, I'm looking at them from a kind of online mobile game perspective. Like, if you look at Hearthstone, Hearthstone has progressively become more and more about just random effects happening. And those random effects give people a chance to win kind of irrespective of how good their deck is so you can it, it, it kind of makes the meta game more diverse right is it is it what you're well i don't know if i'd say that i'd say what it means is people who are perhaps less financially able to invest in the game have a <laughs> out. chance of winning they, yeah exactly you've got uh, yeah. that random chance of checking an over trigger and winning the game so I can I can understand it being appealing from from that perspective. Like if you feel you can't 
get yourself a fully competitive deck. Well, hey, you, you could just check on Urban Trigger and there you go. <laughs> you, you can win off the back of that, you know. But I, I feel like premium is not the format to, to have that as an experiment. I think, yeah. But, but to me, that, that really comes from Akita Mori's background, most recent background is designing for a mobile game. I, I should have I been Blink Shadow Wars a lot recently. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Yeah. I, I used to play it a, a while ago, uh, a couple, maybe like three years ago, I was really into it. But uh, I kind of just burnt I, out. I, 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 I literally like played for like three weeks straight. Then I just fought, yeah. fought like on on rotation, which is the basically like like the the, the most recent four sets similar to Pokemon. Yeah. Then yeah, there was yeah. there was this one play card. There was like, one like Dragon Craft. You play for eight costs. It attacks you. When it attacks, in fact, it deals damage equal to its attack. So what they do, they just play. You may winning the whole game. They play this thing down. It attacks you for like eight to ten damage. You just lose the game. Like what? <laughs> what did they play? <laughs> I just rage-quitted from the game. I can't remember why I stopped playing. I played for like three weeks, and then I was like, eh, I, I've had my... Maybe like a couple of months even, and then I was like, I've had I've had my fill of this, you know. Mm. Um, I've got what I'm going to get out of this game. I, I do like the the way they did the... Like, how they did like the class system, you know? Like, uh, craft is... I guess craft, yeah. I mean, like, it's very derivative mm. of Hearthstone still. Yes. In a sense, you can even see like Vanguard... The current format, a little overdressed, is trying to take elements of that. I think so mm. to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, I think that's certainly. I think Vanguard has certainly taken a lot of influence from from mobile mobile games. Yeah, card games. Yeah, that, that overdress at least. Um, I don't know how uh, sustainable that is long term, but like I said, we've already kind of got the you know the twenty twenty one on the bottom of cards and stuff, which maybe I think is perhaps. Hey, if we do power creep this, we've got that soft reset there. <laughs> yeah. I think that probably is what that's going to end up being. Which is fine. I, I would rather have that than just hard reset the game every two years, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to complain about it, but it's interesting. And it's also interesting that nothing really in set one has that. So I wonder if set one is, hey, we're always going to have this. And then set two to set four, maybe two years in, they'll get rid of it. Who knows? They, they have said they're not going to. But they said it in kind of a very non-committal way. <laughs> like, they yeah, could say like, that's not what we said. We are sorry if we rebooted, but... <laughs> they didn't see yeah, it. No, I, I, don't think, I, don't, I mean, like I said, they're not going to hard reboot again, but they've got this soft reboot button built in mm. now. And they had, there was like a, a statement that kind of roughly said, hey, this isn't going to affect the, the format, but I, I think it probably will if they, if they yeah. do fuck it up. Anyway, back to premium. Like I said, I, I think for the most part, the decks people thought would do well did well. Oh, I didn't. I didn't really see any Valkyrian. I don't think any Valkyrians topped. Actually, no. I saw like the one free stream Messiah. I think it was like it was like Mario was his name, the, the player. Yeah, yeah. He was like hanging in there with Dio with free stream Messiah, which was really quite okay. interesting. I, I almost did a Super Mario impression, and then I <laughs> no, 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 that, that's no, probably no. racist. <laughs> no, the guy actually Mario. <laughs> the guy was called Mario. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. He didn't just have a mustache and. No. Shall I do a Mario? I want to do a Mario impression now. <laughs> I'm really fighting the urge. I I'll, I'll try. I'll fight it off. Uh, maybe we'll cut this bit out. So. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, the, the freeze ray messiah that took me off. That took me off guard a little bit. I mean, I I'm surprised it did well, but I'm surprised he made it. Yeah, played well. Yeah, uh, it's one of those decks where if you don't know what to do against it. <laughs> It can. It's just... not familiar the matchup, yeah. There's still these rogue decks lying around premium. Well, 
I, this sounds weird. I I wonder. I do wonder who was playing in this event. Yeah. Because talking to Jaime, again, he said, um, and from what I saw, a lot of people never tried damage denial at all. At all? At all. Because well. he, he, he built his deck specifically to kind of try and deal with damage denial. That's why he had Zaza, I mean, so he could get to GB1 without oh, yeah. power blast. And, and, you know, it's kind of an aggro. Fenrir aggro, as yes, people have done it now. Yeah. But, yeah, he said, he said, you know, certainly in the earlier stages, no one really tried denying it. And I wonder... Uh, if that was because they didn't feel they need to, or because it was kind of a, there was a lot of lower skilled play involved, who just, and they just didn't know you should. It could be a mix of both. Yeah, I would imagine a core of really hardcore players who probably floated straight to the top, and then I think there's probably quite a lot of casual players. In this is like most events. Yeah, there was what 100, 126 was it? Something like that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So I, I obviously there must have been some casual players there. I'm not trying to yeah. say the event wasn't competitive, right? <laughs> yeah. Like obviously all events are like that. There's a certain amount of players who, uh, yeah, are, are just there for the fun of doing it. You know, mm. that's not a negative thing. You know, you go and have fun. Like from my experience playing team leagues and like the my own PWCs and all this, yeah. uh, like. You, you, like your round one to round five can be very competitive. Then round six, you just might fight one filler team or something. Like I call it filler, but it's like it's three people with like modern trial decks. <laughs> like then later round seven, you're back to the competitive play. It really depends. Yeah, on I, I remember back in the UK, um, oh, this would have been, I guess pre G pre group. I'm not sure, was, but I, I remember going to events and. I wasn't like the most hardcore player in the world back then, but I would like to think I was running at least competitive decks. And I remember going and you would find, you know, kind of about a quarter of the players there just lived locally to the event. It's like, why not just draw by, right? Yeah, exactly. And had like a start deck or whatever, a trial deck. And just thought, oh, I'll give it a go. So there, so there was a bit of that. At least for the in-person events, there was a lot of incentive to actually join because like you get free promos after like round one, round two or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also, there's just a kind of fun social aspect yeah, to it as not. well. Again, I was talking to Jaime about it. He was saying one of the best ways to get better at the game is just to go out there, play it, and meet you know better players and yeah. and, and get to know them. And that's how you kind of form a circle of players around you who can help you get better. And so I, I think it was pretty cool. And I, I wonder if that you know those kind of players were able to get any kind of social interaction going. Jaime said that he you know. Um, got chatting with Derek Dow in particular, but obviously he do, does already know Derek, <laughs> so yeah. it's not like they were meeting for the first time. Although they hadn't played properly before, he did say. Oh, okay. which is kind of cool. The obvious downside to doing an event that way, and again, this came up with when I was talking to Jaime, is there is this kind of shadow of cheating. Yeah, definitely. Over it. Not that no, I'm not saying people did cheat, but I think people were expecting it. There's a chance, yeah. Exactly. It would, in theory, be easier to cheat at that event than it would be at... At a real locals, yeah, where people can get you. Exactly. It is going to be easier. There's no two ways about it. And like, and there's so many things you could accidentally do that you wouldn't be punished for in a real event that you could be here. So it's, it's definitely complicated in that sense. I don't think... I, I definitely don't think from what I saw, I saw anyone intentionally doing anything to, to cheat because these events they're not right uh they're not region long i guess so like the connection between two players may not be that good so once in a while you might just phase out as i've asked a few of the players yeah there's a, there's a lot of potential issues you could have that that you know are going to give you an advantage or potentially that you wouldn't have 
or, or even give you an opportunity to to cheat that you wouldn't yeah. have in, in the real world and not saying that anyone took that opportunity but that shadow is always kind of going to be over these events to a certain extent which is a shame there's also the fact that adding like one thing at least locally well because I, I was going to because I saw some really good play yeah like at least like locally like one big way people cheat is how how they how they cut their own eggs or shuffle their decks so online yeah. you don't you don't have that element of you're able to like to like to like, to like countercut your opponent's deck properly there's a whole pile thing but yeah well they've got the kind of you know triple split thing where you get to to pick the order which I think is good I think that's pretty I I can't think of a I can't think of a better solution to that myself yeah Yeah, I haven't got a better solution that's also practical Um, I know for certain things you have like certain tournaments you have I don't know where this was but or for what game it was but I know there was a game maybe it was Vanguard where for online events you had to go to a registered store and they had to kind of monitor you and, and they kind of would, would have a judge there who would be watching you to make sure you weren't cheating when i did reach top eight before like in one of the events i mean it was it was like a singapore thing but like top eight they would immediately do like a day check on you to make sure you're not playing anything else so i guess people won't really play with the deck much but online that's still possibility like you can sleep in cuts in and out very easily well, it's not even that like it's things like you can you can you know the old trick of sleeving yeah. your triggers like reverse sleeving your triggers compared to everything else so rather than having the inner one one way and the outer one the other way that's very easy to do mm. in theory at a uh, an online event because unless your webcam is really good no one's gonna be able to tell that from looking <laughs> yeah you know if you if you've kind of done your triggers the other way around so you can tell what's what on top of your deck that's something people could do again i don't think anyone did at least not anyone who made it to the top i would like to believe that nobody did likely i definitely (laughs) don't think anyone because the top the people who topped in general not all of them but most of them were named or the people who were kind of towards the top end at least a lot of them were well-known names who have who i don't think need to do that (laughs) you know like i don't see Solemn doing that. I don't see Jaime doing that. I don't think Derek Dow is doing that. Why would they? You know, we, we know that these people can can play the game. So I think it's really unlikely that anyone did. But again, it's an unfortunate kind of shadow. He has a reborn fight problem. You know, there's only so much you can do about it. That's the thing. I think the problem is more the perception that these aren't real events because of that. Then, then that actually is a problem. You know what I mean? I think the perception that it's a problem is much more widespread than the actual problem. Because as I said, it, it, you know, I think it's unlikely that anyone did. I feel like we've gone down a really negative road now. Because overall, I think the event was really well done. It was very... There's lots of really cool events too. There's lots of really cool matches. So. I mean, I, I'm not involved in it or in any way, but I have seen like how the new Bushiroad stuff and even our community people like like, like Different Fight and, and uh, WC Kai, uh, Transgram on Twitter, they all have been communicating very well and make sure they make sure the event runs smoothly. So, really props to them for them for that. Yeah, there was really good uh, commentary. Yeah, um, I, I mean, God, I, I think didn't different fight do AO and then straight into EU and Kai, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Kai, even Kai. Yeah, that that's got a, that's like a whole day of casting. They must have uh, had to take a week off talking after. <laughs> Although you know, different different fight, he had like ten videos out the next day. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, like cut reveals? <laughs> that's cool. Uh, different fight he's a machine man uh, like he produces so much content <laughs> we watched a different fight video the other day together didn't we? yeah we did that. that was fun I liked that because I've never pr- I've never probably sat down and watched a different fight video yeah. not because I don't think they're good or anything it's just I don't know I just, just have a watch but I don't really have a reason for it 
thought it was good. Like he he did like lots of little different plays and stuff. It was cool. I don't really watch much Vanguard content to be honest. Uh, at least not like deck profiles and stuff. I watch a lot of like opinion stuff about Vanguard. You know, like these are my ban list predictions and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's always fun to see what the community thinks. Yeah, yeah, especially people you you respect the opinion of. But like different Vites videos are, are more kind of about card reveals and and deck profiles which again it's not that i don't like that kind of content for whatever reason i just don't watch it <laughs> uh, it's usually because it's like a 20 minute video and i have the attention span of a of a child <laughs> so if i if i watch it i'm like oh god i've got to go outside and run around for 10 minutes so i never uh, i never watched them but i enjoyed that he, he is a machine though he's a content production machine and he streams all the time too yeah especially during like reveals or maybe just bring out zero stuff yeah and and because he's like I don't know if he's a fluent Japanese speaker, but he's pretty good. Um, he seems fluent to me, but I'm not a fluent Japanese speaker, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> but oh, like, yeah. know, when, when he when he streams the uh, he restreams the weekly streams and kind of translates everything, that's awesome. I don't know. The guy just doesn't sleep. I assume <laughs> <laughs> he streams for he streams for a day and then he just starts recording videos in the evening. I don't know when he has any time to actually play the game anymore. <laughs> He, he recorded some videos playing with Solemn, because I think him and Solemn live in roughly the same part of Europe. He's from Luxembourg, I think Solemn is Belgium. That's pretty close. Mm. You don't know anything about Europe. Nope. <laughs> oh, I'm just like, yes, I understand why I do Well, you're, you're from like one of the smallest countries on Earth. Yeah, basically. Well, I think Luxembourg's pretty damn small as well. It's just like one room. <laughs> Different fights, little anime room. That's that's the whole country. <laughs> anime room. Yeah. yeah. He's got all his little waifu statues and that. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, back about premium. Like, back about premium, yeah. So, definitely the ban list is something people predict is going to happen eventually. Are we going to do our ban list? I think that's what people want at the moment. <laughs> ban list predictions. Yeah, it, it, ban list is, is the like hot topic at the moment in yeah. premium. Everyone's like, okay, what's going to get banned? Because people want stuff banned. Yeah. I, I agree too. As a, like, a former like hardcore premium player, like, I played the format really strong into the first year at least of premium. Then yeah. like right now it's like oh shit, I have to deal with this like. So have you seen Solemn's kind of his his ban list? What he thinks should be banned? No, I only saw the small clip of like get steal demon us while you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so which I agree with. I I pretty much agree with everything Solemn says. Like I there's a couple of things in there that I think I would like to see because because he talks about Zazan and Hoam. And he kind of says, hey, these aren't really problems comparatively. Like, these these are cards that are problems because these de six decks are running them. And I, I guess that's kind of true, because you know me, I hate Hoab and I hate Bobo. I hate both of those cards. Yeah. So I, I still want to see those go. I really want to see both of those go. Bobo's not as bad, because at least it's not GB1. behind GB1. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would like to see... I really want to see Hoab go. I think Hoab is... Just one of those cards that's going to keep coming back as a pain in the ass. I know nothing's running it now necessarily. Um, like apart from apart from Di, apart from Di and Nuedio, but Di and Nuedio, I think need hitting. Yeah, but but those 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 are top decks, so yeah. But but like those those need hitting regardless of Hoam. Yeah, definitely. Like Nuedio, like Hoam makes done. those decks even more ridiculous. But Nuedio is still stupid without it. Like, I don't. Want, I don't want to interview if, the person who just designed this card. Like, what were you thinking? Striding on grade two, got five cards with ten all red cards. I, 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 I assume that <laughs> person has, like, I don't know if this is true, but I like. I think like, didn't the guy who invented the nuclear bomb like kill himself or something? <laughs> Maybe. 
I think the guy who invented uh, invented Nuedayo like committed seppuku, <laughs> ritualistic Japanese suicide like a samurai, like out of shame. <laughs> <laughs> I I know is that racist? I assume <laughs> that's how Japanese business culture still works. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah, you call I, I, I won't I won't reenact the scene in my Japanese accent, but <laughs> maybe I will. Should we do that at the end? We'll do a little sketch. <laughs> I'll be. Kitamori coming in and beheading the guy who designed Nui Dio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a lot. But, but like, I don't know. Like, 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 like actually, who, like, like, who, like, who designed these stripes? Here's the thing, right? I know what they were thinking with Nui Dio. Like, I get where they were going. Let's make standard glass, right? Standard glass. Well, right. what they were thinking is everyone's got, everyone who likes Murakumo has got a, got a Hyuga sitting around that's not very good now because we nerfed that deck. Yeah. In standard. Or Vimium. Yeah, they, everyone thought, ah, well, we got this sitting around. Let's give that deck a premium stride that can do really well and we'll bring those players into premium. And it, it, it also, like, Murakuma was not in a fantastic position at the time. I think it's in a much better position. Yeah, it definitely was not. Now they've got Yasui. I think they're in a much better position mm. in premium without Nui Dio. Yeah. Not amazing. Like they've still, they've got the loop deck that I don't know how it works. <laughs> you know, you know the loop deck. It's I mean. a loop, yeah. I, I think yeah, they, they, but that's quite an intricate thing. That's not like it's not a guaranteed thing. But the reprint actually reprinted most of the key pieces. It's really nice. Yeah, they have. Yeah, which I think is good. But I, I think they were just thinking, hey, Murakuma's not really doing anything premium. This will, this will help. Yeah. You know, I think premium. it was as, as simple as that. I think they were just hoping it would help Murakuma out. But I think it also shows that whoever designed it maybe didn't know that much about premium or or didn't care perhaps um yeah because it, it, it's a card that when it when it was i remember on reddit when it first was revealed got revealed everyone went what the fuck is this <laughs> this I is feel- ridiculous um and lo and behold <laughs> it, it was <laughs> i think the finest part when you is not the skill mighty giant text box the whole what was it it gets six rear guard attacks and a vanguard attack that requires like five cards to guard or whatever. Yeah. Not my favorite piece of card design for the premium collection stuff. That's true. And then there's, there's also the fact that why uh, I find Fire's Morning Dio is literally the card has a text box which covers over two thirds of the card. It, it's just one of those cards where you think, what were they thinking? But what's so frustrating about that card is that it's gone so long without being addressed as well. Even even Gastille did it, regard. I mean, Gastille as well. Like, the thing I don't get about Gastille is di has a good deck without it yeah turbo no life king that's still that's a good deck i think that's a like a decent deck you know like it's not necessarily tier one you can see what some stronger strikes like blade of mouse blade of mouse blade of mouse is, mouse, yeah. blade mouse is like one of the yeah. key strikes even now i mean even even in the gusti decks you still have to like yeah, use you still blade need mouse blade to, mouse. to kill most of the time yeah so it's it's so strange to me that that they haven't banned gusti for so long like i get that they don't want to ban it, but the newish Ichikishima, new water, right? That Ichikishima stride. It lasted like few, two months or less. That went down straight away. They went, nope, this is too good. Bam, gone. Does too much for one counter blast on first stride. Boom, dead. Nue Dio was as bad right out of the gate. Yeah, and like, what is one year in? Like, it's, it's nearly a year, yeah, and it's still live. Part of me likes, likes to think is because. Because of the because of the whole pandemic situation, there's no events to actually justify banning anything. Uh, but at the same I time, guess, like, I guess. But it, you know, it, it's because that's how Japan usually like decides 
how how did you shoot the target? Like oh, even, even like back then, uh, in limit break era when Conroe finally got unrestricted, when Conroe was restricted yeah. as a starter, the unrestricted in G era they were like oh there's too little target roll. They they call it they use they actually use the like, sets from the tournaments to decide what. I mean, if do. that's their logic, then they should just ban something and then unban it a week later when it stops topping, isn't they? Because like, Konami. Well, I mean, look at. Um, I know Asha isn't actually that bad of a deck in premium. It's actually. Well, I mean, it's it's super. That's pretty legit, like, though. Like, I mean, oh, it, I it's mean, not tier one, but does if your opponent doesn't open with any PGs, you win. Yeah, pretty right? much. That it, it's fine. It, it you know it does the job, but like, Neonex is not stopping. So what do we just unban Katrina? You know, it doesn't. Because I, I mean, I want them to unban. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, that, but that's not because I think they should unban Katrina because it would be healthy for the game. <laughs> it's because I want them to unban Katrina. Uh, so, same with uh, New Ichikishima as well. I want them to unban those cards, but that's because I play those clans. Not, <laughs> not because that's the right decision to make. Because I, I know that that's not the right decision. But at the same time, when look, you look at Nue Dayo, I'm like, well, that can exist. Why can't Ichikishima exist? Why can't Katrina, Katrina exist? If yeah, this exists? There's a lot of things in the format where I'm like, man, you just put Katrina back in it and see what happens. <laughs> you know, when, like when things were really, oh, really like nobody deals any damage and the first person to get one counter blast wins. Yeah. Which I, I know wasn't, that's like, like basic way to look at how the meta was, to be fair. That's not really how it was, but that's how a lot of people perceived it to be. Uh, Katrina would have been fun in that meta. Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, they, they shouldn't unban Katrina. They shouldn't. But <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I would like it if they did. That is just way too much for way too little. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I would say there's a load of decks in the format that do that now. Um, I, you know, I would say that uh, that's true of Genesis. I would say that's true of uh, Nuedia. I want to say that area also. There is actually needs to stop. There's two different kind of um, guest decks. I'll just punch my microphone again. There's two different guest decks that you see. There's like the more traditional one, and that runs Bobo and Hoa. And then there's the like more recent like Cheese one. With, with, just with the new Bobo. Tree, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that just runs Bobo. I say Cheese one. I don't know why. People just call it a Cheese deck. I mean, it is. Well, yeah, I guess I it is. That one just runs Bobo. So I, I don't think either just can. It's not like either could just pop off with one counter blast and win the game and beat it like straight away. I, think I, I guess not. Yeah. Slightly more than that. Like it's not like, well, like you know, Nui Dio is literally just literally one the skill die. kind of kind yeah. of yeah. Yeah, and, and I think Gen- Genesis kind of to to an extent as well. To an extent, yes. But you do need like pieces with Genesis. It, it's hmm. not just counter blast one win the game. You know, you need to set up. You need you, you need to see all the centuries in the soul. The, you, you, see, you see all the tarot in the soul. Yeah, you you need mm. to get the you pieces. Need, you need Glimmer, you know, There's a lot of working parts in that deck compared it's pretty, to. It's uh, still consistent, but no it's definitely not not uh not as easy to, easy to set up. Like for Morakumo, it's literally Huam and and Hyuga and I, I mean, I mean, there is more there is more setup to it than that. Yeah, to but be fair. it's can, not, it's not just you know, things too. Like you, you, I, I mean, I see people with all, there's like all kinds of different variations of of that um, new Dio deck that have kind of emerged that do like cool little different things slightly um, that I quite like. So I don't want to completely, um, I don't want to completely like shit all over 
<laughs> uh, because I don't think it's like a, like it's not like it's totally face roll. There's stuff the deck can do, but the base like playstyle of it to me is quite. It, it does a lot for very little. It doesn't belong in a format that's supposed to be like like very high skilled. At least that's the way I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think so. Not that I'm saying you can't play that deck yeah, and not like, be playing it at a high <laughs> skill level and not a be a good event, player. I, I, I would probably bring a deck to it. It's pretty cheap. It's very strong. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, why would you not? <laughs> yeah, why, the, why would you not? You, like, there's this always a weird thing people get where people are like, oh, you play that deck. Oh, that's a that's a noob deck. And you're like, <laughs> dude, it's, it doesn't matter whether the deck's noob or not. If you want to win, you play the deck yeah. that gives you the best chance of doing it. Just play the noob deck. At the, at the highest level. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why would you not? Like, like, it, it, like I said, you know, some people are, are really comfortable on really, um, on on really really high skill decks that have yep. this like crazy high ceiling, like Pale Moon, for example. That's honestly why I love, love watching premium at least when you see like these decks shine. Well, like watching someone playing Blade Master. It's not exciting. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> like you aren't going. Oh, what's the blade master player gonna do? You know, you know what okay, he's gonna okay, do. Time. Stand trigger. Okay, okay. He, he yeah, it, it. it's not like some crazy mind blowing strats this guy's running, <laughs> but and that's kind of why I think these decks attract more hate in premium than say. Um, I guess Fenrir. Something like Pale Moon. I mean, I mean, yeah. Fenrir is getting a lot of hate. Oh really? I've not seen. Yeah, I, I think it is. It I certainly think... was. It certainly was in like January. I remember Fenrir getting a lot. Oh, of when you when you first like meet meet as a proper when, when people where yeah when people first became ah, yeah, when yeah. like the more casual crowd first became aware of it, which was like February January February time. Yeah, it got a lot of hate initially, but I, I think the deck is actually not. It's not like it's super easy to pilot. You're still not. Yeah, otherwise you'll see a lot more top. It's not the most complicated deck in the format either, but it's not like it's not like you could just go from a like you just play a game of V and then you're like right let's let's play Fenrir then in premium and <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not like you'll just be able to do it you know there is more to it than that and even within that Fenrir deck there are different builds and stuff you can yep you can do like Muhammad played uh, a, a slightly a slight a slight variation of the regular Fenrir build to have a bit more a bit more control options so you think it's like you got yeah. and all this the yeah high, 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 high had he didn't play the yeah, Jaime had the Zazan right? to yeah. get around the thing. He didn't play Kazande, no. Yeah, which is kind of um, odd if you ask most people. Because I think... Uh, well, I, 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 said that, I said this too, Jaime, in the interview. I said, like, Kazande loop's got a lot more hype around it. Yeah. Um, I don't think people even really considered Zazan an option. And actually, I mean, Zazan, I think, was a really interesting... Like, like I know people... There's a lot of Zazan hate. I actually, <laughs> I actually like the card. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's not that... Like, I, I think it's perhaps too good but I like the card I like that it unlocks a lot of potential in, in a certain clans I that's not me saying I think the, that's not me saying I think the, the card is like super balanced or anything I don't it's not I a just like card sure. I like the way certain clans can use it you know you can use it as an attack extender you can use it as um, GB enabler strictly yeah. Yeah, you, yeah exactly it, it, it enables a lot of cool things things that I don't necessarily think should be enabled but it, it, you know people people with a index with a high ceiling Zazan just push that ceiling up that little bit higher and you can see some really cool plays with it mm. that, that I think are interesting to watch I don't like I said I'm not saying I love the card in a, in a sense that it shouldn't be banned or anything not that I think it desperately needs banning compared to other stuff right now that's one thing actually I took from Solemn's video is he kind of put it 
into context a little bit, saying like, look, yeah, we can delete things. Like, we can get rid of stuff like Zaza. We can get rid of stuff like Hoam, and those things maybe they should go. But these still, these six decks will still be good. <laughs> these six decks that everyone hates will still be good without those things. And he's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as much as I hate uh, Hoam, especially. And I don't even like Boba, and I know people... I'm probably the only person out there who hates Boba. Although I hate it even more with the new heel triggers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the V collection, right? Uh, v, v, yeah. collection, v collection. V collection, yeah. I, I really like those heel triggers. My stand on it currently is, is amazing for V Premium, but for Premium right now is really... Well, to be a I, I think no, they, they are just amazing for premium, but there needs to be a balance. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but like the using them defensively in premium, you can survive those turns a little bit now. You know. Mm. Yeah, sure like the cross and Gavriel at a time. Well, even even like even like V V V series. Like. The, well, the, the I, I mean, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more. You're forced to infinite restanding. Uh, Fenrir. Uh, what do you call? Glebnia. Glebnia, yeah, Glebnia. I actually wonder if. Not as a worst case scenario, but this is a a theory I've had is perhaps they want to see if those heal triggers address the problems in the format. Because I I, I think the minus two crit on the uh, heal trigger um, definitely seems to be aimed towards restanding things on a force two. Namely, like the cross, the cross and Gavriel. I think even Gavriel is still crit. Yeah, I, I I do think premium. I do think Angel Feather and premium is like a really unsolved deck right now. I think there's a ton of stuff people aren't playing with and should be. Like nobody's really experimented with stuff yet. Like you've got the Malkith Melek stuff. You have, um, you know, like the the new Gavriel stuff. Yeah, the, there's a lot that people haven't really tested too much in in premium Angel Feather. So I do think it's a really really unsolved deck in premium. Not not saying that it's going to turn out to be a secret tier zero deck. I think that's unlikely. But right now, the way people are generally playing and looking at Angel Feather is that it's pretty low on the on the list. And I think it has potential to be better than that. Um, I haven't committed any time to it myself, but, but <laughs> I think it's better than people give it credit for. Or, or at least the potential is there to be better than people give it credit for right now. Because I think... You you play Shadow Paladin, right? Yeah, that's my main for premium. I played it and Link Joker, yeah. and I guess RP, but Royal Paladin really sucks at all. But... Yeah, I would say Royal Paladin is is my pick for the worst premium. He really doesn't do plan. anything right now. Like he has some cheesy stuff, like 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 Thing Saver Blaster. You can play a V deck with Crystal Luster, and that's about it. Yeah, the best I've come up with is like Century God. Which is kind of decent, and like, I think I think someone should brought this, but it was like Thing Saber, Majestic Lordbuster, but with the new MLB and all this, it's pretty okay too. I really think that uh, you need to pick a new. I, I I really think RP more than I just needs a new G Guardian. Yeah. Because not e- maybe not even that the RP needs even even like a the main deck work. we are being carried by uh, bit and the uh, Floral Paladin Soga for way too long. Yeah. It really needs to be something else to really push it, like a one tier up. Yeah, because I, I would say, in my opinion, it's the worst deck. Yes, the thing is going for it. Yeah, it's basically yeah. to say because one of my thoughts was literally with RP for premium. <laughs> I was playing Alfred at the time. Nah, you, you, this, this was before the the twenty twenty uh, premium version. 
Between like yeah. the previous version, so this was this was when like it was only VBTO one also. Yeah, so like it was pretty good until yeah. until uh. Azo I I, I remember that deck. That deck hung around for a while. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever played premium. And so this is like, cause when, cause you know, I stopped playing in G and then I came back in V and I didn't really look in, I wasn't really interested in premium for a while. And um, the first time I played premium was against Ezel, like pre-nerf Ezel as well, like Ezel firing on all cylinders. And I played it, and I was like, "This format sucks." <laughs> I <laughs> should know? just. I, like, I was like, "What the fuck am I meant to do about that? This sucks." Like, yeah. What would um, I, I have done? Uh, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I can't remember what I was. I think I was playing OTT. Um, yeah. But I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I had New Water. The, the new ET, yeah. Um, you, you, I think. I think New Water. Maybe maybe Azel had had the first Azel ban. Maybe it had the. You know, they banned Crip. Yeah, it's a sucker. I can't remember what it was. I, I remember I didn't have new water. Yeah, I remember not having new water. So maybe it was maybe they had been nerfed a bit. But I just remember playing and being like, "Fuck this deck." Um, and I still kind of feel that way. About that <laughs> deck, to be honest, I, I think I think Gold Paladin's potentially going to float back to the top if there is a big ban list. I, I suppose so they, they still have one more more easiest way to stay right in the game, which because of this, you know, I, I, I do I do hope they just. A part of me really hits. They hopes they hit all the superior rides, because I think um, Shadow Paladin becomes. I, I don't know if they become a problem. I will say just. I, I think there's a potential problem. How it was in GRR where you just had to strike because the Great Tree Vanguard and just get rid of this requirement when your opponent needs to be a, a Great Tree or yeah, as long because after the when people was first announced they, they changed the strike rulings to at the start of your turn if you're a Great Tree you can strike regardless. So I think you should just get rid of the ruling personally. I don't know, the thing is, like, there's so many... Whenever I say anything about premium like that, Zay comes in and goes, what about this card? And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's right. Because <laughs> I'm not one of those people who just knows every card at the top of my head, you know, I have to... Like, Zay is someone who, he can see a new card, and he'll know a premium interaction straight away. Yeah, especially if you want a Clancy place. I didn't play that much in G, so some of that kind of stuff is a little lost on me. Just because the cards mm. just aren't at the forefront of my mind, because I didn't play when oh, they you mean, were. And, and, when, when G was at its prime, right? Kind of. Yeah, like, exactly. I, 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 was, I was definitely, I was nowhere near the game by the end of G. I, I played, I played all the way until Bermuda came out, and then I saw the deck like tier zero, and I was like, okay, let's stop here. Let's wait for premium. <laughs> that, was that, that was literally my approach to it. To be fair, I get, I, I get standard like way too much. Optimism many times, uh, V series here. Uh, I I did as well. It, it was I was really into it, and I was convinced it was this great format that it was going to be fantastic. It was just going to get better and better. And then we entered the we had the release that had what was it? Phantasmal Steed, whatever restoration, mm, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it had um, it had Hugo, and the game just just was like, oh, this sucks. And then we had Rivia, and then we had Revon. And I know Revon wasn't the best deck in the format at the time, but just the way Revon was designed, I was like, <laughs> oh, this format. That's I don't what believe this like, format is. Right, I it. Like, how, like, like, yeah, I remember writing that guy. Like, I'm pretty sure like that's like literally all you do for Revon. Like, I don't think it's any, any, any secret secrets other than that. 
but like that was the point like i, I felt I, I got worried about the format and started dabbling more in premium when new uh, when uh when hugo came out hugo, that's when yeah. i started to get kind of a little bit a little bit disillusioned with v for me it was really when 08 08 came out when when they reached the cross and messiah at the time i was like this power crew is everything before it Apart from Fidex. Yeah. I was like, okay, I, I think I know where this is going. Because you saw the same you saw the same pattern at the end of G era where, where the set pow, where, yeah. where the set spell crap the next set immediately. Which was basically what kind of happened in the end of G. Yeah, definitely. I mean I I, I just I, as soon as I, I just saw Revon as a card design, I was like this format's done. I, I I've got I, not in that sense. I was like, I'm not gonna take this format seriously anymore. Mm. Unless something crazy happens, like there's a huge ban list, and we get these, we get the triggers we now have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have yeah, been good be last good. year. Um, or maybe just release clan selection instead of these broken effects. <laughs> then, uh, then maybe yeah. I'll be more. Oh, oh, actually, they, they they just announced the reprints for for everything everything. Oh, they just been announced yeah, now. Everything has been announced for the uh, reprints. Oh, okay. Let's go and have a, let's have a look at these. Let's go. Let's go to Makin and Makin Blood. Makin Okay. So we've got. What have we got then? Oh, they've put the videos up, but we haven't actually got the reprints. Okay, <laughs> we have to watch the videos. Uh, Gear Chronicle is exactly what I thought it would be. Kizaru Maker is a big one for sure. Uh, not entirely. Is actually. Uh, Gear, it's, it's Gear it's Chronicle. Really, uh, it's pretty it's good. Really hard to find. Gear Groovy. Gear Groovy is expensive. Header um, Round Project. Really. Hist- History Maker. History Maker is expensive. And like Walker, essential. Water, yeah. Pretty good stuff. Oh, I like mm. that kind of. Uh, what we it's got even for... the new got from from the manga, which we never got for uh, English. Bellock, which created some some Chrono Fan Gizzy look or something. But hey, hey, that was only in Japanese. Oh, cool. Got Ubatar. Uh, no Melum. You you think? Okay, do we have? We got three or three. We got three out of the four of the. We got three out yeah, of the four pieces. That's yeah, that's good. not bad. I'm not. I'm not going to complain <laughs> about that. No, I shouldn't complain about that. Yeah, for Link Joker. There's a pretty Joker, good. Yeah. There's, pretty there's good a pretty good. We have the Nakas Karina, which is the one that locks the back row. Cosmorif, the Chigard. Where, where, where have they? Where, where are you looking at this? Huh? It's, it's, it's literally on on Machina Blast Post. So okay, I'll just I'll just read to you the. I got I I know these cards by name, so I, I know exactly what it, what, it, what, it, what it means. I can't remember all of my name. I need to, I need to see the cards okay, to remember so what it is. It, for, for our stand trigger, we repeated the one which the, basically the great zero. That, the, we, we're talking about we're talking Joker, about um, Link Joker. Link Joker. Yeah, right, so yeah, the stand trigger yeah. is the one they read. That's it. Basically, it's a great zero. That uh, when opponents cards are locked during the end phase, combat one, put it to soul and relock. It's a great zero palladium. Yeah, palladium great zero version. I could just watch the video. Yeah, yes, you could. Yeah. Has he got? Is there? Is there? A, has he got the graphic in the I'm video? Not sure. I don't think. I don't, I don't think so. Ah, oh, that's. <laughs> but anyway, there's Kios Breaker Crisis. Come on, Kai! Letting the team <laughs> down, Kai! Not just putting the. This freeze ray. Freeze ray is a big one. It's, it's a big one. Freeze ray is kind yeah. of interesting. Freeze ray is a big one. Well, I mean, uh, uh, and as has been proven, for freeze ray is still good. I guess. Yeah. To a certain extent. It's really hard to find. It's, it's not particularly pricey, in my opinion, but it's just really hard to find. All of those yeah. cards are hard uh, to And of course, the biggest one it will be uh, Chaos Breaker Deluge, which is a very expensive strike for uh, Joker. For Chaos Breaker players, especially. I mean, it's only Chaos. Right, let's have a look at. Let's have a quick look at that. That's uh, Grand Blue. Grand Blue stuff is Night Storm. Uh, it's Big Obadiah. Big Obadiah. Is that Big Obadiah? Yeah, Big Obadiah. That's good. Uh, 
Negro Lily, that's good. I, I just bought four of those, but fuck it, still good. I bought four of them. Like one Night Storm. Uh, Night Storm, yeah, that Night Storm, Night Storm's in yeah. everything now. It's just a free extender. Uh, skeleton yeah, cannon, yeah, yeah, is that? Good. Yeah. There was a, there was like yeah, the dialogue from later today. Yeah. Samurai spirit, good. Uh, we yeah, knew that there already, was this new one. Grenache. Grenache. Okay. Yeah, I don't really. If you ever, if you it's ever fine, want, really... it was from the trial deck, so I guess it's hard to find. Yeah. Then make the ghosty. Yeah, true. Make the ghosty. Make the ghosty. Make the ghosty's fine. Yeah, pretty good reprint for around. Oh, and then at the end, look, Solemn, your absolute hero, puts <laughs> up a graphic with all seven, so I don't have to watch the video. Well, legend, you get, you get an upvote. <laughs> Got a like, comment, or subscribe. Yeah, thumbs up from my girlfriend's uh, <laughs> YouTube account. <laughs> Um, those are pretty good. Yeah, but generally the reprints are actually very good, like for this set. Yeah, the Gear Chronicle ones, I'm very impressed with all th with those three. Let's have a quick look at different fights. One. So they're going to be going through the Dimension Police stuff. So it's probably... Yeah, and now, now come oh, on, different fight. Have you, have you put a graphic at the end, different fight? Oh, different fight, you've let me down. <laughs> uh, okay, and we are this. Uh, after, after I was so nice about you earlier, different fight as well. Uh, Excalib. Go five. Atlantis Dolphin. Generally, Atlantis very simple cards yeah. for you people. Huh? Yeah, Atlantis Dolphin. Then, yeah. Uh, I don't the, know. The Ooh, second Gallop. The fine. second Gallop. Okay, it's interesting choice. Oh, the Gallop is just because they're doing that. Yeah. Uh, Digest. Yeah, Digest. Di Digest. Digest. All right. Yeah. Uh, the PG. Yeah, it's okay. I don't think anyone's gonna use it, are they? Oh, maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know what DP decks look like to be honest. But yeah, uh, actually, the Linker, are Linker's alright. Linker's good. Generally, yeah, the reprints are all good. Honestly. Yeah, these are all really good. These are all really good reprints. So, uh, I, I guess we should have a look at the. Well, let's talk about the reprints then. Let's talk about that in general. Yeah. So for the English style of things, the revival question is coming out. Pretty soon, actually, right? It's like a few months' time. Uh, it's September, actually. So it's three months away. It's it's three months yesterday. I think it's September third. Yeah, so it's, now it's June now. So, which is which is a weirdly long time ahead. And I wonder, I wonder if that's to like give markets time to to settle or for people time to dump stuff. I don't know what that's all about. Um, I, but I feel like it's it's perhaps related to something like that. Because I, I know in Japan, whenever they like do reprints, everyone gets off. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, my domains yeah. I've been hoarding no, aren't worth domain. 2 billion yen anymore. You know, but they yeah, do it in a jab. Oh, yeah. my domains have a roster value! <laughs> Was that racist? <laughs> 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 that could be the name of this episode. Was that racist? I don't know. Then it's, uh, That's my impression of an angry Japanese uh, scalper. Popo Trippers is for Bill Moon, which is a very big one. Yeah, so let's let's... Go up. Oh God, I've, I've talked so much in this chat, I can't find it. Let's go to Twitter. Right. There we go. So today we had. We won't go over these in too much detail, but the Oracle Think Tank ones had Ichikishima reprint, which is great. Everything else in there is. Mm, the G pretty good. I mean, he got he got a reprint of the G the G guard is good, but but um, I think that the other G guard is. Should be reprinted. The one that draws you a card, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I that one draws a card, doesn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a pale. I'm a. I don't think that I can't these cards. Okay. No. They, I mean, these are both good, but 
But um, whatever the battle system one, Babaroy, that's good yeah, too. Yeah. I, I guess they're both good. I, I prefer Babaroy, but it, it does cost a counterblast, doesn't it, Babaroy? I honestly, I can't remember anything about this game. Um, I probably would have reprinted Carp as the stand trigger, personally. I think Carp's actually pretty good right now. But this is also good. Because you're the witch, right? Yeah, yeah not sure good. about the Sentinel, really. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't reprint the Battle Sister Sentinel, to be honest. Just because we've had Battle Sisters come out, but then again, they've reprinted Susan, I'm saying. You know, Susanuo. I keep pronouncing it Susanu because I'm too English. Psychic Bird's fine. It's not too expensive, though, I don't think, is it? Maybe it is. It's really Cone, hard Magus is, Cone Magus is a weird one. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's fine. Uh, Aquaforce reprint, Zay wasn't impressed. I think they're fine. I like the Androids, it's fine. For Buckle, yeah. would it become another Androids like before? Is here or not? It depends who this, this revival selection is for, I suppose. Yeah. The Angel Feather ones, you've got basically... Uh, the ultimate loop there. Um, the wrong Gavril, in my opinion, should have been. Uh, should have been the one, right? <laughs> should have should have been should have been Prim, but I think Prim's actually playable. Mm. Uh, Shiranui Rin and Atagolot, which is a pretty. Uh, Shiranui Rin. That that is that is confirmation, a hundred percent confirmation that Jamio Congo is getting banned. Do you agree? But honestly, like these sets, even if you're like not a premium player to begin with, like, I I'll, I'll say it benefits mostly new players. Like, I think people who have been playing for a while. Um, will I, get I mean, you say that the, the the pale the pale moon ones are a huge huge price drop on two ridiculously expensive cards. Periton and Trapeze system really expensive. Uh, if you can even get hold, you can't even get them in Europe. That's just such a good reprint. Pale moon's a huge winner out of this. Um, Cool Tard and Masquerade Master are not the most expensive cards in the world. Maybe Masquerade is in other regions. I got it pretty cheap last year. Narakami, I feel, got really shafted here. <laughs> yeah, we got chill again. Like, what? Well, it's a bad stride. The expert. Yeah. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not the worst stride in the world, but it's not good. To be fair, a lot of Narakami strides are not very strong. No, they aren't. But this is a particularly not impressive one. And the G Guardians aren't the best two G Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, Cho U getting its second reprint within a month <laughs> is ridiculous. Why is Cho U getting a reprint? I've no idea what inspired that at all. Cho sure. I'd be furious if I was an Arakami player, dude. <laughs> Not my SP Chows. <laughs> if you want to play Fenrir, these Genesis reprints are amazing. Pretty much all you need is the uh, V stuff and you most of the deck. Amaruda Afros is pretty expensive. I was surprised they didn't reprint Minerva Stride. The Stride, yeah. I, I, I was thinking about it. Because like, 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 that's expensive. Yeah, like they reprinted the Great Tree instead, which I was very confused about. Like, I get it, it's kind of in team, but it's just very strange. But, but what's interesting about reprinting that, that um, Minerva uh, Great Tree is that Great Tree could have been the Fenrir. Stride. Yeah. Uh, the Fenrir Stride bonus, sorry. At least one of those, And it's, right? and it's yeah. not. It's strange to reprint basically stuff for Fenrir. We not Fenrir. But not a Fenrir card, yeah. Which maybe tells me they're trying to push people away from Fenrir. Maybe that's indicative of a Fenrir ban. I yeah, don't maybe. know. I mean, definitely for the, for the Morocco Prince, for sure. 
I think the Murakure preprints are definitely safe. <laughs> yeah, it's like Dio is like. Noe Dio is, di is die. dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gold Paladin is pretty good. Um, the three strides are all kind of expensive. Uh, Slay Me Flare is really expensive yeah. for a G Guardian. Catch Girl's pretty Catch Girl's expensive. And we get uh, Prominence Glare for the first time. Yep. The v, v Prominence Glare. Yeah, that's probably uh, v, v Vinium like it. Yeah, and I mean, hey, maybe maybe people will find a use for it in premium too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, what else have we got? Tachikaze. Got mm. pretty fine. Somebody. This one, everything else is like V reprints and like the original uh, Guy Emperor. Yeah, it's just because it's striped. Dark Irregular is actually get still Daimonas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dark Irregular is getting like, Gusty. Now, I don't necessarily think this is proof that Gusty won't get banned, but. It's certainly got people optimistic that it won't get banned more than they were before. Yeah. I think people before were kind of like, ah, fuck. So, but maybe, like I said, I do kind of wonder if nothing's getting banned until these... Until this release, yeah. Yeah. It could be. I mean, Yellow Boat, I guess people wanted it. Yellow Boat's, Yellow Boat's run right now. Really? Right now? Yeah, in the damage denial focused oh, okay, um, okay. DI deck. Yeah, it's really good. Rest this unit, Soul Charge. Creeper is still very good, that's fine. That Creeper's expensive yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. Monochrome. Blade of Mouse, of course. Of course Blade of Mouse. Blade of Mouse is a good cool. reprint. Um, yeah, and for some reason the original Sharon which doesn't make sense to me. Well, uh, like I said, I think they're just giving kind of fan service-y uh, stride units, you know. Yeah, probably. I think they're just for collectors, really. Oh, I guess you could play that in the deck. Now, Neo Nectar, this is interesting, right? I'll tell you why. First of all, Velamina is, is a good reprint. Antero isn't expensive, but it's a good card. Um, the Asher reprint, whatever. Lizbeth is kind of interesting because it's restricted to one and doesn't do anything unless you have two. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that maybe that'll unrestrict it. Do you want to know the funny story of why Lizbeth got hit? Go on. It's not so much the deck was top tier, but because in G era, people in Japan were playing like they did create a, like a loop with Lizbeth, and they just play they just play for like time. They literally play for time. They put. They just keep opening more damage. They just keep stalling until they just won. Like yes, they just won by time. I got more because by the rules of tournaments, if you got more damage than your opponent, uh, you got more. Your opponent has more damage than you. You win. So literally, I, I didn't, I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Then that's that's the reason why uh, he actually got hit over in Japan first to one copy and for for the, for the longest time, Lisbeth was still at four in in uh in the English like, and I think it, it was only like quite recently that they just synced up the list. like the last two years or so. But actually, why you got banned in Japan? I mean, it's it sucks, but I mean, it doesn't you know it doesn't need to be unbanned <laughs> really. Nobody's yeah. desperate to play it, I don't think anymore. Sylvia, yes, fucking finally, we've needed a Sylvia reprint for so long. It dodged Festival Collection, it dodged Clan Selection twice, and here it is in uh, Revival Collect Selection. So good. And then here's here's an interesting one, Maiden of Gladiolus, which is quite nice. Oh yeah, the one that multi attacks. Yeah, the the two right? Yeah, the uh... the one that the one that meets Katrina even more insane back then. But I could, I think it's a good card still. But this getting reprinted and uh, V Martina, I'm like, oh, they're prepping for a fucking Katrina unban. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they are. I don't think they are prepping for. <laughs> but it's nice to be given us cards that we used in that. Yeah. Because I still have my Katrina deck. <laughs> Waiting for the day. Yeah. You're laughing at me now, but <laughs> one was. One month for three months, Right, we've got Bermuda. I'm not 
a big Bermuda player, but I heard the reprints are good. So they they're very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a huge Bermuda player, but uh, those are those three strides are all kind of playable, and they're all reasonably expensive. Some of them, at least. I think especially the the, the Legion and the Great Tools. I, I recognize them in yeah. Doctor Decks in late era. So Citron is a good G Guardian, and uh, Croc is a good stand as well. It's expensive. Another uh, one we should went to one copy. I think. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Kagero ones, which I don't really get. There's some weird choices here. Yeah, there's some weird choices. Legion the Cross, good. That's fine. Yeah. Although they managed to they managed to misprint it twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's no, interesting that they. Th- it's interesting that they corrected it twice because that seems to yeah. imply that these aren't in production yet, and it's very rare we get f- stuff that's shown wrong that then gets corrected for the final reprint. Uh, Dumjeed is an interesting choice because I think because d- Dumjeed obviously gets played. Yeah, but yeah. it's but I mean, Ziegenberg seemed like a much yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, like be... a much better choice. Yeah. Um, but hey, uh, Denial Griffin, fine. And the Turnabout finally coming to English is also pretty yeah. cool. Original, but there's any strange too, but maybe I guess. But I wish they just dis- not included that and given yeah. us the cross. They could drop the destiny and yeah, give us the cross like instead, and we and we could have Ziegenberg. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. Ziegenberg's not going to reprint. Not that Ziegenberg's crazy expensive, but it's more expensive than it, yeah. you know, should be. Little Soldier Belloc is pretty good. Yeah, it, it's not expensive, but it was a promo card, which was kind of hard to get after a while. Inspire Yell Dragon, I guess, is fine. It's the stronger the sentry does. Yeah, the evil play. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the strand trigger mm. reprints are kind of whatever, but that's you know, that's fine. And then Shadow Paladin. Shadow Paladin. Yeah. Oh, so Morfessa Stride reprint. Jack Prince of War Morfessa. This oh, is this is six six amazing ones and one eh. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the Brake Ride Phantom Blaster. Um, like, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, fine. We, we can have that if you want. And then we've got Drag Principal Morfessa. Yes. Plotmaker Dragon. Yes. Drag Fool Award. Yes. yes. Drag Saver Esserus. Yes. Belial Owl. Yes, but less yes than it used to be. And I Cursed Eye Raven. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Huge yes. So those were extremely good very proud mm, of that Sherpa, well done i'm definitely going to pick this yeah. up because i only have sherapadin for the japanese format so i'm actually picking up for, for the english side i was going to say it might be a good time to buy into english premium I mean, if, if you want yeah, to play in I singapore i have everything for sherapadin in english except for the old jiton so i only have like a couple of diablos and or the, i think i have aura guys are lying around or something isn't this difficult enough diablo still comes up yeah. sometimes so spike brothers uh, jelly beans. I, I I definitely like the reprint of jelly beans. Jelly beans, excellent. Definitely reprint. a key piece for Hellheart, which is also reprinted yeah. in the in the set. The Gigant that for Hellheart was also reprinted. The one that flips. She's on. Mecha Trainer is fine. Devil Watch is kind of strange. In fact, Mecha Trainer is really good. Devil Watch. I find the Sentry Girl a strange choice. I, I think they brought it up. Like, did you play the other Sentry Girl? I wonder if that's getting banned. <laughs> Maybe who knows? <laughs> Maybe everything's getting banned. Terrible Linus fine original Nova for some reason yeah. and then Agrius and Hellhard 8 both good reprints do we feel a lot of a lot of modern news parameters is like uh, like Sender Blast nowadays it's still Hellhard 8 but it's like Sender Blast Hellhard 8 like in the current meta I prefer um, Good End I think Good End's just faster uh, is that all of them yeah that's pretty oh much. no here we go we, we, no no we've got one more one more so Royal Paladin oh yeah uh, Gan- Gancelot Peace Saver mm-hmm. It's expensive. It's hard to find. Uh, so that's alright. It's fine, yeah. Uh, mask girl. Well, uh, it's fine. Like, you, could, you need it to to uh, 
two GB acceleration is the only thing you should twenty five. Yeah, I suppose so. It's fine. Um, King of Knights. King of Knights Alfred. PC zero one. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's an interesting. I don't even understand why is it PC Alfred. Like, is it? I guess that's just. I guess that's just fan service. Probably like, but it's still pretty like, set. Liu is pretty good. There is a fight, yeah. Logo, pretty good, yeah. Those bottom four, are pretty nice. Last of the Larus is definitely definitely need a reprint. Murakumo, otherwise known as Nue Dio's getting banned. <laughs> yeah. So here's the infinite loop back. Play loop, play loop. Um, again, th- these are all fine. Oh yeah, uh, Great Nature. Great Nature is amazing reprint. Uh, let's do Nova Grappler first. Oh, Nova Grappler. We'll do Great Nature last because Great Nature is probably one of the best. Uh, Favorite Champ Victor is all right. Yeah, sure. Zubat is all right. Uh, Gold Shashi. is pretty good, yeah. Energy goal definitely. Yeah, the the, the trick, the um, the great two fan of guardians the, are good. The the bare bare knuckle and because it's strange. you know it's, it's fine. It's an odd choice, yeah. but hey, whatever. The G guards are fine. Nothing worth seeing. Those are the best G guards in the world. Yes. So yeah. One thing I want to say is that for the at least for Royal Paladin, is that I wish they printed the 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 blaster friend Bargal instead of Kionai's Alfred. Like that was yeah. it. give you the whole package to play around with. But yeah, this is what it is. You gotta find those comments somehow, yeah. <laughs> but great nature, fantastic. Yeah. You got Bala Earl, reprint, Symbol Monkey, which isn't in English. Which before. is a new con, yeah. Absolute baller. Uh Spangled, pretty good. Um Al Mirage maybe could have been reprinted because that's got the denial play, but hey. Um Belly Big it's, Belly. It's yeah. the one that re- it is the one that resets. That, that's that's actually all right. That that big belly. Mm. Uh, the rhino too. The rhino is pretty strong. Talented rhinos. Yeah, that yeah. you get that. That's the Zoa combo, isn't it? That yeah. Zoa. That's and, Zoa. Uh, is it? Is it uh, the grade one that stops? You know what I mean. You can create the unguardable yeah. instant death attack. Then Strong yeah. Tiger is a general reprint. Crayon Tiger, fantastic reprint. That card is what keeps people away from Strong playing nature. Great Nature Premium. Mm. Yeah. And just, uh, I, don't, I don't know what it does. <laughs> I don't know what it does. I've never <laughs> seen it used, so maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe it's some amazing card that I don't know about. <laughs> I don't recognise it. If we do, is that all of them? Because I feel yeah, like yeah. we should we do the bit where I disco- we kind of disconnected. Should we do that bit again? Uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was Nubatama. Nubatama, yeah, Nubatama. I think Nubatama got some. Good reprints. Yeah, Shirayui Rene. Yeah, to me the Nubatama ones scream Jamio Congo. Yeah, I I I feel Jamio Congo is going to hit like yeah. even if it doesn't do anything and right and now. Honestly, it should. Yeah, it should. But it doesn't do anything right now, but if we hit all the big decks, Jamio just becomes a pain in the ass to deal with. Um, I I don't like Jamio. Even now, I find it really frustrating to play against, and it can just cheese wins. <laughs> yeah, can't do anything. Like if you just draw, if you just get unlucky. You know, just... but on, honestly, these reprints, for the most part, really aside, one. really, it's only really Narakami that I'm super unhappy with. Everything else is pretty good. Like, there's a couple of things I'd change here and there. The Kagero ones, I'd maybe change a little bit. Putting put yeah. But for the most part, also the cool thing about these packs is that uh, I think it's like they all come in one pack instead of like being spread out. Yeah, it's really cool. You could just buy four of these boxes yeah. to get the lot. This, this is very good bargain but yeah honestly really good um, yeah really 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 good I don't think there's anything to complain about for, for most people maybe one or two if you're a beginner wants to play the format you definitely just buy four of these and I think you're pretty good to go. the only clan that these aren't really <laughs> Narukami in any way useful for <laughs> yeah. is Narukami yeah the Narukami ones I mean th- th- those two uh, G Guardians are still 
playable. They're I still suppose. plain, but without in, without uh, impede dragon, it's just really hard. But yeah, impede is such a glaring omission there. What were they thinking with that? Uh, maybe it's getting banned. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> maybe, um, maybe that's it just, why. It just, Every card that's not on here is banned. I want I want to be clear. I don't think anything that didn't get reprinted is getting banned. Actually, the mega colony ones are kind of interesting. We didn't really talk about those. Um, Gredora, Gredora, because pretty good stuff. Well, Gredora stride missing. Yeah, it's true. Which, which, given that we had reprints of other stuff from Festival Collection One, seems like a bigger mission to me. True. Maybe, who knows? Maybe that's getting banned. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't. I don't know. But it just seems like a bigger mission. I mean, I think a lot of players those, do agree. I don't really know enough about Mega Colony to know if those two strides are good. I know the second. Optirend is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, they look. Oilm was the main threat before Gridora was around. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Opterandus is a like... hard counter to some of the decks. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the card prevents any sort of call, so superior calls included. Uh, honestly, like they look pretty good though, I suppose. I'm not sure about the stand trigger, but I think that can be said for a lot of these reprints. <laughs> I'm not sure about the stand trigger. The Genesis ones, I do wonder whether that is a hint at the future for Fenrir, although they do reprint Gelgir, so... Yeah, it's like kind of strange shit. There's no fair yeah. Maybe they just assume you will just play the V1. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Uh, I guess so, but there's a lot of things like in that case, why reprint King of Knights Alfred? Why, re <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> why reprint? I mean, to be fair, there are no VRs reprinted. Yeah, no, there's not. But you know, you, you do wonder why re why reprint these at all? Like, I I mean, I I have mixed feelings about the VR protection, to be honest. Because I'm like, who's really being protected by that? The market's already kind of crashed pretty hard, at least here, for, for standard rarity VRs. It's not like they're worth a fortune. It's not like you're sitting on $200 standard rarity. Yeah, exactly. Like, They're not crazy. I mean, maybe in the US they are. I don't know. But, but at least here, VRs of you know, most of them are between ten and twenty dollars. Generally, all, all, all the decks are pretty cheap right now. Yeah, Both. they. I mean, they could just do them in like a lower rarity print or something. They could do common, Maybe, common yeah. reprints. Oh, yeah, another thing we, we didn't touch about is that uh, zero dragons are box toppers. Oh yeah, zero dragons and cray elementals are box toppers. Yeah. Because one one glaring reprint omission here is Temposphere. Temposphere is like twenty euros, twenty plus dollars. No Temposphere's here is seems pretty big to me as far as um, stuff not getting reprinted so hopefully that will be a box topper hopefully yeah I would like to see Cyclones as a box topper as well Cyclones kind of yeah I, I'm hoping Bobo as well because they've said Cray Elementals will be box toppers so hopefully and of course they're that will be the case yeah but that's the thing though I mean they, if they reprint too much as box toppers that does kind of drag down the, the value of those uh, um, Zero 3 prints doesn't it mm. or drags up the value of them sorry I'm pretty fine with it. I, I just I can play some memes using it finally. What I really want wanted to see with this, and I think to a certain extent we've got it, is if I am just some random V player and I've got my V deck, I can look at this and go, oh cool, I can buy you know, I can buy this and I've got a, a decent enough thing. Yeah. Access to the format. Yeah. And a lot of these do that. Yeah, honestly, they're just they're just good. They are just good overall. There's nothing to be too annoyed about here. Again, Narakami. Tachikaze is not fantastic. Um, it's not the worst, actually, looking at it again. Um, none of these are, are, are... Aside from Narukami, I think none of these are completely awful. Yeah, I think I think anyone's going to be pretty happy with these. And again, I, I think people are reading a little bit too much in them into them, and I know I'm guilty of this as well. I think the Nue Dio 
is kind of just assumed at this point that that probably is going because they, they've they've literally reprinted you the pieces to pay what was what was done before before Dio. Um, so I, I kind of think that this probably is a, a hint that Nue is going. And the new Batama ones reprinting Rin kind of maybe suggests that we're going to see Jamio. Jamio. Yeah. The only questionable one is like Gastil has the body. Yeah, I, I mean, the Gasti reprints, that suggests either Gasti isn't getting banned or don't read much, too much into these reprints. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, I mean, obviously, it's really hard not to, though, because we're, we're at a time where, I mean, we've been doing it as well. We, we're all kind of eager to know what's getting banned. It's an exciting time in that sense. Yep. And if we were solved, we actually have like, a, a proper community format, which is why I think a lot of Vinger players wanted it for a long time. I, I think, I, th- I like the idea of, of premium becoming the a, a much more... Like the Master Cups for other games. Yeah. You look at other games with legacy formats, and the legacy formats are often, not necessarily the most popular, but they're respected they're, they're very respected yeah, yeah. And, and vanguard in in v there became like a real i wouldn't say split in the community but there was a lot of kind of stone throwing between the people who like premium the best and the people who like v the best mm. I, I wouldn't say stone throwing but there was a lot of accusations of premium players were elitist and the, the format's too expensive and all of this kind of stuff and the more we we really we get these kind of reprints and, and premium collections and stuff the less true that becomes as the format gets more accessible. Because I think when people say, oh, premium players are elitist, it's kind of projection a little bit because the format is has is kind of exclusive in the sense that if you don't have all the cards, it can be much harder to penetrate. And if you don't have the cards, exactly, you don't have the exactly, knowledge. Like, especially these key cards, which a lot of them were reprinted. Because when I started playing premium, I, I didn't have any elitism at all. I had like, hey, come on and play premium. Yeah, more people playing premium, awesome. I had a really positive reception to someone new wanting to play premium everyone who i met who, who was playing premium already was really welcoming and i think a lot of people who play premium just want more people playing premium they want to play premium more because it's uh, it, it kind of got muscled out a little bit during the well this is a big commitment from bushy to to keeping premium alive yeah. i'm i wasn't one of those naysayers or oh, premium's gonna die but it's nice to hear from bushy hey not only are we gonna keep premium alive look at this we're, we're putting more cards in circulation that that need to be you know we we want this format to keep going um it's a real it's a real shot in the arm it's really encouraging i think to anyone who, to who wasn't sure yeah. especially like I, yeah a lot of v players i know even personally they, they're always on the fence like should i just convert my deck to premium because like let's say yeah i don't it's more common over in the in the us for my effort but a lot of players who play V are, are just converting premium. Yeah. So like this really helps that market especially. So yeah, now you have three formats to actually they look looking good. I I'm still optimistic for V. So I, I am I, 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 I'm I weirdly optimistic for V as well. They got me the nostalgia again. The heel triggers do a lot to address what people were frustrated about in V. They really do. Yes. So I, I think uh, I think even V, you know, is is looking okay at the moment you know i wish these heel triggers had come along last year <laughs> yeah we could justify the power creep almost if you give us more defensive options yeah if these had come in when dotx had come out i'd be like well i've got my heel triggers it's fine even the messiah would be the great four attacks like it's just, yeah it's exactly just there was something you could do <laughs> about these yeah 
immediately. Or six <laughs> immediately in some cases. So yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really. In general, I feel like we're we're coming into like a golden age of, of Vanguard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't want to be. I, it's it's hard not to be optimistic. I definitely want to talk more about V in the future. If you if you want, we can. I mean, we we've this has been more of a premium focused episode. Yeah, we've is. just been kind of rambling about it, but we can sit down and talk about V if you want. You know what the problems there were and yeah, because we got the we got the tournament for V this weekend as well, so we'll have a kind of idea of what's. Yeah, true. I, I'm kind of curious because I had sort of when Odess was announced, I kind of went right. Fuck V. <laughs> I'm all in on this. All of my V decks are premium decks now. Uh, to, be, to be fair, I basically just played Overdress only. I mean, I, I'm I'm not playing that much Overdress partly because my fucking cards still haven't all arrived. <laughs> uh, thank you, problem. European Post. Yeah. Oh god, it's it's just European Post is shit. I'm just lucky. I'm, I'm in Singapore. I can just go to the card shop and just collect the cards. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that, especially not in mm. Sweden where nowhere really stocks it. So it's a nightmare to get hold of stuff. But hey, it'll turn up. I got I got one Valiente yesterday. <laughs> one. So I, uh, you know, I'm well on the way to to that day. Well, I had to order. I couldn't even get four from the same seller on Valiente because it's really popular here. Um, so I had to buy four from different sellers. I've also picked up more decks in in, in Wordress than in any other format. Before. Yeah, um, and I think I, I, I've gone pretty hard into it. I'm playing the only decks I'm not playing. I, I bought Eugene, but I'm not going to play it. Um, I mostly, <laughs> yeah. I mostly bought it as Overlord support. I bought all the, just in case that stuff's good enough. So I'm not going to play Eugene. I'm not going to play uh, Magnolia. I really like Magnolia visually. I just don't like how the deck plays. Kind of sexy, yeah. I'm not going to play Bastion, and I think that's it. You're playing everything else. I think I'm, I think I'm, oh, I'm not playing Prison either. Oh, bro, okay. You picked the Orphis, yeah. Um, I'm playing Orphis, I'm playing uh, Verena, I'm playing Hexa Orb, <laughs> I'm playing Zorga, Bruce, Bruce and Baron Agnes. Oh, wow. You're, you're really going all in. Yeah, and I'm also going to be buying PBD and uh, Overlord. <laughs> Overlord as well, yeah. Um, I am too. It's just a thing. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy Overdust. I, I know what I was saying earlier I don't think I don't view it competitively. I do enjoy it though. I'm sure the format will be better too. Oh, it'll definitely evolve as we go on. Of course it will. I'm just saying right now, it's you know it's very early days to be to be thinking about it too too seriously. I mean, to be fair, to be, we say that, but then we wrote guides on it. <laughs> well, we, I mean, we, we wrote the guides because we want people to go to our website though. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so the reason I've gone in so hard and set one is because those cards are going to be good for a while. So I'm like, let's get everything I need now. Definitely. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm in Europe. The prices I'm dealing with are much, much lower than in the US. But even the stuff I bought last a couple of weeks ago is, is now doubling in price. Some of it. Mobile Mine, actually. Yeah, Boba Mine's going up. Um, Valiente is slowly going up. Elden? Is Elden way up? Alden's not too bad here. Surprisingly. Let me just double check. Alden's 11 euros, which is actually... I think that's fair, yeah. But it, it was like 8 or 9 at one point. Yeah, okay, it dropped down to about 9 at one point, but it's gone back up. Valiente is actually, like, quite low availability. Like, at one point, like... Oh, no, it's shot up again. <laughs> Never mind. But Valiente, <laughs> I, got, I got my Valiente's all for, like, 10 to 12. It's quite cheap. Now it's starting at 15. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, the new place. Like, so, uh, so it, it, yeah, it's all going up. So, I, oh, sorry, fucking punch my microphone again. This is a very punchable microphone. That's the problem. Yeah, the problem. It's got a smug look on. It's got a smug, smug look on its face. I give up and I punch it in the teeth. Yeah. 
actually on that note, I do wonder when we will we will see like like overdress cards actually being integrated into a premium. On that regard, I mean, I mean, I, I can tell you, I can tell you now. Obviously, over triggers are one hundred percent auto include. Yeah. There's so many crazy stuff you can do, especially an Oracle Think Tank where you've got Waka Waka Hirume. Say Waka Hirume, Waka Waka Ruhime. Is the one that puts the trigger on the top? Waka Hirume. Whatever. Yeah, I can always get the name the wrong around, but that one. There's there's some there's such cool stuff you can do with uh, with that. Finally, that that did not get a reprint. No, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. Sorry, well. and that and that could be useful because that's, a, will, that's will, like a that's a promo, open. isn't it? No, it was a. Uh, it was, oh, it was a revival collection exclusive, no, was it? Something it was, like it that. Was, yeah, it was Fighters a, collection. Fighters collection, yeah. Fighters, yeah, you're right. Because hmm. I know it's only available in the SP. Yeah, in the full arts. Yeah. The GR, I think. Yeah. I, I know a few cards are already getting included. Like, if you're playing Oracle Think Tank right now, you're running whatever that card we just that strike we just talked about is, and you're running. Um, Over triggers. Lapisto. Lapisto, yeah, yeah, that's really really good. Because you can give Lepisto the counter blast, counter charge two every time she attacks from. It's a loop. <laughs> it's literally a loop. Battle sister muffin. Yeah, so you've got a loop there. I don't know how viable that's that is, but it's good. It's interesting. Yeah. Then I think we saw yeah. a bit of like uh, even like the Maragmo players sometimes play try try brash right. The, the, the dinosaur. Yeah, try try brash. I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the card, but but I mean he made it work. Uh, I mean, so. why, well, you think about it. Why why would you not run it? True. I mean, you're playing you know, you're, you're, you're playing Nuidayo, right? You need cards on the board. Well, this their board's their board's gonna be their board's always gonna be empty because of Hugo. Yeah. True. You true. can search the tribe. You can search the tribe bash out. Oh yeah. Anyway, it does force your opponent to, to guard the Nuidayo's queue. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It puts, it yeah so so it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. So that's one. And I can see Tribash maybe being put in other stuff as well. Like, I can see Tribash. Yeah. I was about to say, I can see Tribash going to Kagura for yeah, sure. Definitely um, for sure. Imagine, imagine that on, um, you know, the end. Or the cross, sorry. The cross, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's, there's <laughs> stuff you can do. So yeah, tri Tribash has is, is got some potential, I think, in general. There's a lot of cards I think have. Mm. I'm sure someone has someone a video up on it or something, but yeah. I do want to see more from the new cards and not just uh, these special product cards being used in premium. I don't want to see the format grow in that regard. I don't see, I don't keep seeing the same few faces. <laughs> Which is what I'm pretty I'm kind of bored of it. Well, I think to a certain extent they have been careful. Yeah, the card design, yeah, they have. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. They've been very cautious about giving that any viability in premium. Like, they're very careful with naming. Nothing is a sorcerer or a witch mm. generally the odd thing is but they've been very careful i mean i've i've done some some goofy premium decks that are just like uh d plus <laughs> d plus <laughs> well, yeah. standard plus i guess yeah so i, I did uh you can play best trade in premium and just yeah have that feel uh, of, 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 of his grading uh, a pretty <laughs> terrible but fun one i did yeah. was uh, i did i did uh verena um stunverse <laughs> that was that was yeah, stupid that was funny. kind of fun that was kind of fun i just saw yeah. the other day somebody used uh varina in uh in Morakumo because because you can copy the name of trickstar so I, i'm not sure it works or not but you can overdress on them oh Appar yeah apparently that's, you can that's yeah yeah that, that's, <laughs> that's interesting cool. that's, cool that. stuff, yeah. that's kind of cool yeah i hadn't thought of that but it seems obvious now you've said it 
I, I think that Magnolia actually has some potential. Definitely, I think like Z is very up. Like, can you like I, I think I think Magnolia in Mega Colony. I've been saying it since Magnolia was first, or since they first clarified premium uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like Mega Colony Magnolia. That's I wanted to call it Maga Colony, but that sounds like I'm a Trump supporter. So Mag- Magnolia Colony, you have to call it that. You can't call it Maga Colony. Uh, I, I, but I think that's got some potential. I think there's a lot of stuff has potential, like Hexa Orb. I know you've done some experiments I'm with Hexa Orb. Right now, yeah, I it's, think that's it's kind pretty of okay. It's not better than the one, but it's pretty strong. Yeah, of course not. But it's not necessarily about what's better. It's you know what one of the things I like about premium is casual, casual premium. On the regard, the new card for Hexa Orb, the Diamond, Diamond Sorceress, right? The new double R. I think that's usually yeah, yeah. used in premium, in in in, in Hexa Orb premium i guess insurable yeah well i mean that card's just a good card it's very good card. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, imagine looking top two oh i see a, i see a i see a what i see a stand trigger the, okay. the other there's the, <laughs> the other hexa orb i think it's a rare that they showed you know it's like it's like soul blast one yeah hang on let me try and find it do you know the one i mean the gold I know, paladin I know. looking guy oh yeah actually oh yeah you definitely run you'd run that in it too Interesting. I, I mean, I wonder if the I wonder if the fronts had it have fronts? any use in premium maybe. at all. I think because there's some clans who could maybe get something. Maybe, out of maybe. That, I wonder. Clans who don't have any who have crap rear cards. Or, 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 or just or just cards in general. Yeah. Well, true. Um, I'm just having a look. I think that's about most of it. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, oh, we never did our we never did our like hypothetical ban list. Or do you just think basically what Solom said okay. is, is mine? Personally, I'll say ban Dio. I want Dai- ban Noe Dio. Noe yeah. Dio gets banned. Oh, um, like I, I agree with Solom on that. After he explained it to me, maybe I'll watch the video after this. But yeah, what Sol- Solom said, look, it it should go, but there's higher priority things. And as much as I hate Hoam, that that's true. That is right. Yeah, you know, Noe not... Dio has to go with my PN. Yeah. Uh, so Nui goes. What yes. about Fenrir? What would you What would you do with Fenrir? I would hit Glimmer. I'll just bend Glimmer. Okay. What well, to play fine. Devil's Advocate? What if they then What if they switch to Wiseman? Uh, <laughs> I think that, I think what, that's, what do do I think that, that's more fair. Personally, yeah. but so you so you don't think you don't. I don't think they'll hit Taro. I don't think they'll hit Taro personally. Like that, okay. that, without Taro, Genesis is really hard to play. Maybe only like Regalia is stable. You say that you say that Regalia works without it. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, like the, the best Genesis builds, they they rely on Centrigus. Whether whether it's true Valkyrian doing Regalia, Regalia is is really good and doesn't Regalia. I still think is pretty pretty high up the list. Like, if you played against Regalia, it's a real pain in the ass. It's good. It's good. Maybe, maybe I played too much against too much tier one. <laughs> maybe they just it. Like, it's good, but tier one. I was talking to TIE Fighter the other day and I was like and I was saying like oh this is shit and he was going like oh it used to be good and I was like yeah maybe I am just judging stuff too much no but like we were talking about some of the stride re- stride bonus reprints hmm. and I was like these are unplayable and he was like well you say that but they were playable until relatively recently and I think it's just because I, I am Playing. kind of judging everything on tier one right you know tier Same one same here current tier one in particular which is maybe not a good point of reference for what (laughs) is and isn't good so Nue goes you think Glepnir I think Glepnir not Taro not Taro okay Okay. I I don't want Taro to go so I might but you're probably right but I don't want Taro to go but 
I I don't see it as a ban. Then okay. I don't think much they'll touch much else because it's, maybe Blade Master they'll do something about the stand trigger things. Zay has said he thinks stand triggers and crit triggers will be like limited to eight. Ah, oh, interesting. And I kind of think I think it's interesting. I think maybe that could happen. There's something they've never really done before, like choice restricts. Yeah. You say, well, you say that they've done that to heal triggers. <laughs> no, but he, I mean that's just, that's just. So and sentinels <laughs> i know but yeah but, but but like that there's there's cards that have those restrictions it's not it's not the end you know it's not ridiculous it's not impossible for, for that to for that to be changed i guess they could change it yeah and maybe that maybe that'll happen in standard as well in v as well sorry so you won't see 16 crit angel feather anymore i feel overdress should not get top crit immediately that's, that's a hot take yeah but well uh, that's why that's why i want to see this restriction, you know, that'd be great. Got self crit, Jerry Chris Lock Cancerous X in the history of Vanguard. If I had twelve crit now in overdress, I would run twelve crit over draw triggers. Yeah, I'd save you. Or or eleven crit or whatever, you know. Yeah, eleven one over trigger. A lot yeah. of decks seniors would, would rather play that. Zorga will yeah. Bashan will probably play it. By Arena definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hexa orb, hundred percent. Of course. Yeah. I I would like to see that across all formats to be honest. Crits and stands limited to eight. I think that'd be kind of nice. And that leaves Valkyrian and Blademaster. I, I don't know if that's still too good. Yeah. I was talking to Zay about it, and Zay said it leaves them playable but not too fast. I don't know. I don't know if it's still too yeah. good. Because I mean, somebody somebody topped Vision with an eight stand. It's ten with um, me. That's kind of low. But I, I guess it's possible. Yeah. If you don't focus all in or later. Yeah. Anything else you'd hit? Um, I think much. Maybe I'll just plug. I'd pro. I I think I would hit Gold Paladin and Shadow Paladin Superior rides. Oh yeah. Have a ruling. Have, have a ruling that fixes that trading problem. I think we mentioned it before. I I think I would just hit those. To be honest. Mm. Bendy. I don't think I would. I don't think I'd even. Yeah, I think I'd just ban Bendy and uh, um, whatever the Grade One. Where is that? This. Yeah. yeah, the second wonder is not the good. <laughs> is it really I can't good? want it. Do you know? You know. No, is it really the skill or the or the, or the second wonder is? So imagine that the band list is two wonder is. That'll be so hilarious. Yeah, both wonder. Yeah, like that'd be great. You, you, like, yeah. You never... Isn't there a grade one? Isn't doesn't it need a grade one? Yes, but the skill is one of the grade two. Yeah, I know. Just ban the grade one. But then there's a there's a there's a V series one, and then there's a there's a old old one. Uh, ban both of them. <laughs> uh, and ban Azel. <laughs> and ban Wonder. Just ban, just ban the whole. <laughs> ban anything with Azel in its name. Yeah. And then we're done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Azel doesn't need it, but I feel like Gold Paladin is going to be the good again. I don't know why. I've just he got this feeling. And, uh, do you know what? Jaime said it to me as well when I was talking to him in the interview. So uh, it's obviously not just me that thinks it. Because I play a lot of gold. I play a lot of golds. So. In premium, so I feel like it, it could be. I mean, obviously, I'm not an amazing premium player, and I'm not testing against like world class players, so maybe I'm way off. But um, it feels like it could be. Hmm. I, I think Bermuda is kind of it's, gonna it's come back of, really yeah. strong. They, every time they get support, and this is like funny to say, but like I think I think anyone who's been around in Vega for a while, the last few years, especially. Whenever Bermuda gets support, you usually get something game breaking or something. Maybe maybe not the last set. Maybe not the not, not the last. Bermuda set. has like three or four three or four decks that are 
viable yeah. opinion as well it's that nobody's truth. really playing or talking about. Even Highlander is kind of good. Highlander. Rivera is still a thing. We should watch the reprint of it. Yeah, there's just a lot of uh, good Bermuda decks right now. Like, I don't even. I, I can't even scratch the surface on Bermuda. Like, it's one of those clans that's so. There's so much diversity. Uh, complicated, and there's such a huge amount of support for it. It's kind of hard to to sit and comb through it to find it all if you don't know anything about it like I don't um, you really need like actual guide to the guide you draw all, all the cards yeah exactly I need someone who's like an expert to explain it to me like I'm five <laughs> wait I mean you know what I mean like it, it is a very complicated there's also um, this like some there's also something Moda is really interesting in it there's somewhat of like they are somewhat generic like sure they have like name restrictions but, but you can stretch them into each other sometimes there's a lot of generic stuff yeah but, but there's also a lot of very specific stuff that now has V support. Yeah, like prisons and all this. Like I know, I know, I know, I know Jaime did a prison deck a while ago. I think it's actually okay. I think it's like top tier, but I think it's pretty decent. Maybe it's amazing, and I'm just stupid. <laughs> I don't know. He, he didn't look like like I haven't tested it, but from from Jaime's from Jaime's deck, it looked good. For premium, I'm not really experienced in the current format. I only yes, only judging it on what I personally know or what I played against. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, I have such little experience playing against Nubatama that whenever I play against Nubatama, I'm just I'm just, just like because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I'm you know what I mean? Like, Premium is like that. It's like it's like the Wild Wild West. Yeah. Well, sort of. Like, if you haven't played against a deck, it's very easy to just assume that deck's garbage. And then it steamrolls you, and you go, oh, "Okay, it's me that's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault for not uh, doing my research." Yeah, because there's a lot of decks like that. Like, I don't think Nubatama is like a tier one deck right now, but just because I don't know what to do against it, it stomps me. I think that's why a lot of experienced players gravitate towards premium in general. Yeah, definitely. Because it really rewards their thought of thought process, and people people like to be rewarded for playing good. I think it gets affect any any game. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a very wannabe premium player you know I, I love premium and i really want to get into it and i think of myself as being competitively minded at least but i am somewhat limited by my access to premium players and, and a pool of premium players who play specific decks and stuff i'll probably get back into it like later in the year maybe after hopefully the list. well me me zay and uh zero are gonna play some premium you know, so you should come play with oh, us okay I'll, I'll be on call already. just in general yeah you can hang out just arranging our play dates in the middle of the forecast. You, the viewers, can join, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you, well, this isn't going to be out for like a week, knowing my editing oh, yeah. skills. Because so. this this has gone on for like two hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, I, I was thinking of saying to you, let's, let's keep it nice and short, like an hour long. Let's keep it punchy. Uh, but we've gone probably, on for probably ages. Probably we'll do it for the overdress stuff. Well, we've got like 20 minutes, at least we can cut out. We've still got the 20 minute interview with Jaime as well. Yeah. So I'm going to have to cut out a lot of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so if this episode is like 45 minutes long, there's a lot on the cutting room floor. Probably we, and we can cut out that bit about me telling that story about my school as well. Leave it in, man. Oh, okay. Just, no, that... Everyone's got to listen to that. Dravos Dra- Dra- a fucking asshole. He made a teacher cry. <laughs> I think you're leaving in, though. That actually brings in viewers. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that brings in viewers, what, me telling a story about <laughs> yeah, like, a teacher when I was fucking 15 years ago. I think we should do an outro uh, thing. It, well, yeah, let's let's wind it down then. But basically, I like premium. Premium's good. Play premium. People who've never played premium like think it's this really like intimidating, scary format. 
And if you're going to like worlds to play premium, <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. But if you're sitting down with a couple of mates and you're just trying stuff out, premium's a blast. There's so much stuff to discover there. It doesn't have to be this really expensive, really intimidating format. And it's about to become a lot cheaper as well when Zerath Dragons get that reprint. It, it, assuming you even need to run a Zerath Dragon because you don't. Well, look, then, don't really need to, yeah. I mean, most of my clans, I don't think I've used a Zerath Dragon in like a year. Aside, yeah, from, like, from the, aside from like the odd meme, like, you know, I, I was going to lose oh, and I've got the Zerath, <laughs> so fuck it, I'll play. Yeah, exactly. You can meme with them. Honestly, like, if you have a V deck, even if you've got, even if you've got a, just a, a, an overdress deck, yeah. buy, buy some strides, buy some G Guardians, just do it. It's fun. Especially, I think, for overdress players, if you're playing like one nation, like, you can actually try the different clans in the nation. Yeah, there's t yeah, exactly. If you're, if, yeah, you could try all kinds of stuff, yeah. You could try like Mega Colony, Mega Colony. That's the thing. Like there is a there is a premium. Premium is not just tier one premium. Yeah. Like tier one premium is exists and I love it, but there is also there's, there's room there's room for there's fun. Thousands of cards. There's there's room for there's a lot of room for just having fun in premium. Yeah. Part of the problem I had with V is we never really got to a point in V where like a clan had like multiple viable decks we, we can't very rarely yeah. at the rarely. end but you know like it was always you had one optimal deck yeah, and like you had one, like almost one, one optimal build yeah. yeah but you were generally everyone was playing the best of the best yeah and there weren't like a lot of fun interactions and stuff either that there are in premium I, I feel like V in a way was always forced to be really aggressive mm, you know definitely. You, you couldn't play for fun decks in the way you can in premium like you have like control decks in premium if you can imagine that coming from V where there was we, we you know, know. brushed a little bit close to control once or twice we don't just mean damage control that yeah we mean like actual control yeah, decks that, you know I mean I, I'm amazed Freeze Ray did so well I know I know it's not garbage but I'm just surprised because I'm definitely going to pick up Freeze Ray I, I missed up the original print for the English yeah. type it's gonna be fun, man. I, I'm really, really optimistic about about all formats, actually, but especially premium at the moment because we've just had this big premium event. And I'm super excited for it. You know, after watching it, but also we've got these, we've got two sets coming up that kind you know of. we've got V Collection and we've got the mm. premium revival. And we've got regular old sets too. So, like yeah, there's so there's so much. That's the thing. Everything is a premium card. Yeah. That's what's fun about premium is even is even always no matter what anything is. Hey, you there's always premium get support. <laughs> you might not be the best. Yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. Always support. Hey, it, it's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. But let's let's wind it down then. But yeah, basically, play premium. It's, it's good. Play premium. If you, <laughs> okay. if you yeah. like, if you like overdress, and you want and you feel like you want a more challenge, I guess definitely play premium. Yeah. I, I mean, when the V collect, like, even if you don't want to go and buy stuff now, when the select, uh, V selection, when uh, revival selection, is that what it's called? Yeah, revival, revival selection. selection. Right. When revival selection Two comes three, out, yeah, why not? Mm. You know what I mean? This is gonna, this is gonna be cheap. Why not? There, there's no reason not to do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. I mean, I've got most of my stuff already, so it's like, I'm no. getting this. Strictly to, to bring out some decks like the I I really want the the foil uh slow I, I have quite a lot. <laughs> the, already, the, but like hey. for even when I roll play stuff, I can pick up them. Just, just I want to bring out the triggers. Hmm. Yeah, like the floral paladin slow 
Yeah, I, I wonder. Yeah, that's you know, there, yeah. I suppose there's a lot of uh, triple rare prints of cards that you've had for years. Yeah, triple rare tarot is going to be a, a oh definitely. You know, a must-have. Yeah, the most important card in the clan. <laughs> no, that's unfair. It's not good cards in Genesis, <laughs> but it's very much the identity of the clan right now, at least. Right now, yeah. I'm gonna now pass it over to me in the past, um, chatting to Commander Jaime. Do I need to introduce Jaime? Yeah, Jaime is, I would say, the hardest working and most wholesome person yes. in the Vanguard community. Uh, and I managed to get to sit down with him for about 20 minutes yesterday and just record a quick interview about Maybe his... one day we'll get him on a podcast like, for real. Yeah, that's the thing. He's so busy. And it also adds a third time zone for us to deal with as well, <laughs> aside from our own. So. Yeah. But uh, Jaime's, Jaime's a great guy. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, Jaime Ulysses Alv1 on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. He tweets lots of cool stuff about Vanguard. And he's just. And also follow him on YouTube over at uh, just search Commander Jaime into YouTube. Yeah, you'll you'll up, find yeah. him. So here I'm doing an interview with US second place BSF 2021. It's Commander Jaime. What's up, amigos? Commander Jaime here today. Pleasure to be on the podcast. You're very welcome, mate. Congratulations. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> you must be getting a lot of uh, attention suddenly from people. Congratulations and the like. Yeah. Well, what's really cool, during the event, I actually got a lot of notifications, even at the end of the night, from like different social media platforms like Discord, Twitter, Twitch, and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. So I really appreciate all the love and support from everybody else. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So I've just got a few questions on last. Let's see what your mindset is after you've kind of played the event. You've had a couple of days now to process what happened. Maybe you've got some different thoughts about it. Mm -hmm, definitely. Firstly, you went in with a Zarzan uh, Fenrir build, which I don't think people are really expecting. The Kazande build has a lot more hype around it. Right. Why did you choose uh, to go with Zarzan rather than the more typical Kazande build? So one of the things that I learned a couple months ago, a player named Cameron Stewart actually topped that division tournament. And so I did his interview article. And he was actually playing the Fenrir Kazande loop, but he also incorporated the Zarzan engine to a, a certain extent. And so I had asked him, why did you include Zarzan? Is there a certain reason why that served a purpose? And so one of the things that he highlighted is that you need generation break one. And so Taro is locked behind that. And you usually need that one counterblast for the Mardix try. So that way you can enable GB1 and if players were going to CB deny you, you still had an out to it. That way you can search Zerzan or any vanilla triggers or units that you may have included with Fenrir scale and be able to resolve that and then just kind of go from there and do, you could probably do the full loop. I know WCC had a list that was geared to that and they also included that. But with mine, it was more of a stability build, but also just like taking advantage of a lot of cards that were able to soul charge massively and get near big enough just to be able to hit hard just to cripple or even finish the opponent that turn i think it took a lot of people by surprise still judging from <laughs> some of the footage i saw absolutely when people think of fenrir two things are going to happen one is that they're going to damage the you because they know that's one way for them to slow you down or if they don't really know any better they're still going to give you the one to two damage and so in those scenarios is that the build that I had was still able to win with, you know, if they give me a damage grade, I just do my own thing, especially if I went first. It was pretty much a guaranteed win at that point. But in the case that they denied me, they weren't really expecting me to also rush potentially in grade two turn with like a card like Ulysses. So that could potentially put them to two to three damage with them losing some cards too, since they're playing a little bit conservatively. 
or not attacking with their vanguard so they didn't have much advantage to use as well and so they may have to take that damage and then going into the grade 3 turn with their Zazan engine live then you were able to do about four to five attacks that could actually end the game to that respect too or cripple them so that was really the mindset in both scenario it was almost like an aggro build in some ways yes i didn't know what to call it until derek dow had mentioned it this is pretty much fenrir aggro <laughs> although i did see you weren't counter blast the night that much either yeah <laughs> at least in a lot of the earlier stages what's really cool too is that Zerzan can also extend your turn, so you can even have an extra attack because you can also call Zerzan during the battle phase with Fenrir's skill if you soul blasted. Yeah. And then Zerzan can call two units, so you can, you know, respectively call those triggers on both front row circles if you really want to instead of just one column, but it really just depends on your setup at that point. I mean, it's amazing how flexible Zerzan kind of proved to be. Yes. People were kind of taken by surprise by how widespread it was, I think. Like, it was quite splashable on a lot of different decks. Yes, I definitely agree with that. What matchups or decks were you most concerned about going into the event? And, and were those concerns justified? Or Yeah, the biggest one is Morikuma with Neo Dao. Of course. So, the thing with that deck is that, one, it's very strong as soon as they write to grade 3 with Hyuga, and then really build a board and be able to go into their superior stride. But the the absurdness of you know dropping a home early enough to get that counter blast for them to be able to do that uh really guarantees it to happen because if you think about it all they really need is their grade three hyuga with some board presence and a counter blast and they're good to go with fenrir you still need a lot of pieces and dynamics that like one if you so charged enough two if you so charge enough taros or gelgas course you had the Gleipnir to help use those taros to really put some aggression in there too so I felt like Morikumo was a very strong deck and that was the deck that I was the most concerned with with everything else I felt like that was basically my go-to play is that you know if they were damaged denying me then I'll rush them like no, they wouldn't expect but if they gave me that counter blast then I was just like okay if I'm going first grade two turn I am popping off and I'm going to win this game really the main concern I had was just Morikumo and everything else was like just kind of like try to aggro them out that they can't really do their plays effectively and then just really critically think from there depending on the game state how do you feel about remote fight as a competitive venue for vanguard i think it had a lot of benefits as a player the biggest thing before is like you know taking trips to events and you'd like to go with friends and you can even divide you know hotel nights and gas in you know food and all that kind of stuff you want to so there's a lot of commitment that you have to take just to get to the event <laughs> and even if it's close enough or reasonable with your distance too and sometimes i've heard stories where people couldn't make it because they had to work or or something like traffic or whatever this fully el eliminates that and literally you're anywhere in your house or if you know, some people I think went to like different buildings or stores to be able to play. And all you do is just have a setup and just play. And what I felt was really cool is that because I did have social media like Discord with amigos like yourself and Axis Vanguard and different Discord servers, I still had that support there, even though it was online. You could feel the crowd cheering you on still. Yes, I still feel that, exactly. And a lot of you guys are not even in the United States. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched more of the US one than I did the European one, actually. 
you know, I faced opponents that were around the world and one of them was actually Derek Dow and I was just chatting with him yesterday that him and I would have never really technically played in a regular BSF. I, I guess not, yeah. Yeah. It's cool that you kind of get a chance to socialize still. People thought that would be something that wouldn't happen at an online event. I mean, I assume you know Derek anyway, to some extent. We've always chatted on Discord before, but we never actually had that voice conversation or even met. And so yeah. during the tournament when we faced each other, it was really that first interaction. So I was pretty happy to see that. And at the same time, we're probably both thinking like, oh crap, I'm facing so-and-so, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you know someone, it always adds an element of... Uh excitement to i guess tension absolutely and the best part of it is that we faced in round seven at the very end we we're both undefeated i mean i watched the game it was, a, it was a real good one thank you and it wasn't like a you know facing off your friend in round one or something like that and you're like ah crap you know one of us you want to add to the to the drama of it don't yeah you? <laughs> plus it affects your record in in chances of getting you to top eight but once you're at round seven both undefeated both of you are pretty much guaranteed <laughs> to go to top eight true, true, so it worked yeah. out even better in that respect too and i think it you know with the community aspect you know I, i'm sure there have some been some people that felt kind of isolated and like well i'm just playing this game by myself you do have to make the effort to like make sure you can message some people or have your own group whether it be facebook discord or, or something like that 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 honestly was a surprise factor for me because i never even thought about like you know people like yourself and others like in Carfycon or force of the ocean and you guys rooting for me in discord like i didn't expect that but because i've been you know involved with being socializing with you guys you guys were there for me and i was just like that that actually helped a lot even though i was just you know in my room the whole event basically <laughs> i mean that's the thing i think people really miss about about tournaments is is the social aspect is is being able to hang out with friends who you a lot of people you only see them really at this kind of thing Absolutely. So it's kind of cool that, that there was still an element of that even that was online. Mm -hmm. I think the, the, the cons with being remote is like if you really do want to see people in person, especially if your circle is within driving distance, then I, I can see for that too. But I think at this point, some areas may have been opened up or maybe you can invite some people over at your place or at a store and social distance or whatever. And then you still are able in the same kind of like area but rooting each other and then and you can go and like oh i face so and so or i won or i lost you know you can still have that social aspect that morale that camaraderie i mean if you really wanted that aspect i think you can make it happen otherwise you would just have to like do it all online i guess the the last con would be like you know cheating and stuff like that so one of the <laughs> the hardest things was like making sure my cards were in camera view. Yeah, I, I can imagine it's really easy to just accidentally let your hands kind of drift away. Yeah, and... especially if you like to lean back <laughs> just to relax and play. Yeah, yeah. So you're almost on your hunchback and everything like that. And um, as the tournament went on, I was getting to the end. I think that was getting stricter. The judges at one point had mentioned to, I don't know if it was me or some other player that I was facing and told them like, can you also, oh, that's what had happened. It was in round seven with Derek. They told Derek, like, can you also put your hands in the camera? Even though his cards were flat laid out on the table in view. They got stricter on that. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I can't grab my phone to read a message or anything like that. But I guess I just had to put it on here. I, I mean, I can see why, but... And you don't want people to cheat. I definitely understand that point, yeah. It's one of those things where there's so many things that can accidentally happen. Right. In that kind of environment like there's a lot more scrutiny on what the players are doing i think than perhaps they usually would be right right because everyone kind of i think there's a lot of people who were expecting cheating just because there was i wouldn't say an opportunity but because 
It's a little different to being, you know, physically in the same room as someone. Yeah, I think the biggest one is shuffling. There's maybe a little more you can get away with. Yeah, shuffling, mm -hmm. exactly, yeah. I think that's what many people were concerned about going into it. Yeah, and anything about the sleeves too, because with clear sleeves or like a solid color, you can really tell the difference between the cards unless you had a really good camera. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you had like a Bushiro artwork of a, a certain unit, you can easily see that card was like slightly different from the other card by just looking yeah. at that kind of thing or, or damage, for example, too. But it doesn't seem to have... Uh... At least there's not been any huge controversies yet, touch wood. Right. <laughs> it's not going to come out that everyone cheated, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, it looked it all looked pretty fair to me. Right. Um, from what I saw. But, like, it's really easy to make uh, <laughs> judgments, because whenever anything happens, there's that ambiguity to it that there just wouldn't be in person. Right, that's true. Was there anything you would have changed now that you've done the event? Was there anything you think, actually, this could be a useful way of maybe doing it differently next time? I think my situation's a little bit specific. One, I actually had some constraints. I didn't have as much time as other people had had the opportunity to test different decks or different builds of Fenrir. And this was a build that I felt like that I was pretty confident in. Not to mention that I've been playing the similar build since like November, December. And uh, shout out to my amigo Zay because he also had came to the same conclusion and him and I were just back and forth. And yeah, and it really helps solidify that um, that confidence too. And what I found out with the deck is that, you know, it was a good contender, but at the same time, it allowed me to end games pretty quickly, like 15 to 20 minutes, basically on average. And either, I mean, most of the time I won. And so I, I, I either will win fast or I will lose fast. You know, <laughs> it's one way or the other. Yeah, I guess if you've got a time frame, that's the way you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, and what as a result, you know, the rounds were 30 minutes. They extended it for 10 minutes for overtime, but I felt like the rounds went overtime all the time. So we were having yeah. like 45 minute rounds basically. And um, for me, I, I just basically had another 20 minutes just to like relax or eat something or catch my breath or reflect a little bit. So that helped me with like maintaining like emotional stability, but also like mental stamina, because once you get to top eight, you really need to like perform at that level still. And it's been a long day already. You need time to catch your breath between games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't change anything because of my situation, particularly in the time constraints that I had. If I were to prepare for a different event, that might look differently. But looking back at it, I think this was the right choice for me, at least. You did the best you could with what you had. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Well, on that note, how, how did you prepare? Well, for me, it was a variety of things. I play tested with people, whether it be like my friend Duke in real life or online on CFA with some people, random or even people that I know on the Discord server. Shadow testing, so like, you know, I grab another deck and then play test scenarios and that kind of aspect. I even did like preparing turns, like, you know, my grade two turn, my grade three turn, or my grade one turn, how does that look like if I do it this way? Or if I get damaged tonight or six heal damage, like stuff like that, that really just helps me muscle memory a lot of those plays. So then I don't have to fake make that effort to remember those plays and then I could just focus on the other aspects of the game and then just really solidify my chances of winning. And I went undefeated until round seven and I lost to Derek. That was a good back and forth game. That was a really good game, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And then in top eight, I went all the way to the finals and I lost in the finals. So really, I think just knowing my deck and not be prone to making mistakes that could hinder my losses or my chances of winning helped a lot because, you know, we're all human. 
and I noticed that some people under pressure did make some mistakes or they make some subpar plays. We're all human, but it's just part of the process where like this is like the stuff that actually can add up to meaning the difference of you winning or making it to top eight and that kind of spec. Do you have any advice for players who are maybe newer to premium or just newer to the game and they want to start competing but they feel inexperienced or just nervous about about trying it at a more competitive level i think the best advice is like one get in it you know just try it out and everything start getting comfortable with the competitive environment and be okay with not doing well at first or losing a lot <laughs> if you feel like if you're playing a certain deck or or you're not competent enough and piling in the deck you may feel like you may lose a lot but that's okay because honestly the biggest thing for me over the years is like i learned a lot more from my mistakes, from my losses more than my wins. And so one of the things that I reflected from this tournament, like what did I learn? And I just pretty much told you that I reflected and it affirmed my choices. But years ago, when I didn't top or I was, you know, coming up short or I scrubbed out, that's where I really learned like, oh, I shouldn't have used that counterblast or, oh, I shouldn't have attacked them because that gave me the extra counterblast to really pop off or, things of that nature too those are the little things that you learn and so you won't really know until you actually dive into it and really take it step by step and if you want to make it to the top tables i just took every game one game at a time you know whatever my opponent was playing my goal was to make sure i did the best i can to play that match and i would win and i knew that along the way you string enough games together that add up to a winning record that will qualify you to get into top eight and then you do the same thing in top eight to get to the finals. So that's the biggest thing that I can tell people uh, if they wanna start learning how to play competitively and get to a position of actually getting to top eight in the future. So just throw yourself in at the deep end, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's the best way to learn. And also, you know, take advice from other players that are more experienced with you, that have the results too, and that are open to do that too. Not every player is open to helping out, but there are some cool players out there that will be willing to help out. You just gotta find them. Yeah, definitely. How do you feel about the current state of premium format? <sighs> That's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I know Solom Vanguard made a premium banless suggestion video, and I agree with most of his points. I think the biggest thing, if I were a, as a Genesis player, uh, I would be okay with limiting Tarot to one or two, just so the loop isn't abusable, and it makes that deck a little more yeah. fair, but also still a functioning deck. Uh, with cards or clans like Morokumo, I think um, one harm should be removed but then we're getting the heal triggers that give you a counter blast so it doesn't really solve that problem so at least not i think deck, what yeah. someone had suggested is just getting rid of the stride <laughs> and that problem doesn't i think that's the only thing yeah i think that's all they can do yeah, about it because you can try to get rid of hyuga but then another card that comes out that is like hyuga will pretty much come again with this yeah. problem so and, and like hugo on its own it's not like hugo on its own deserves a battle right Hugo's fine. Right, or at least some kind of different limitation. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous how that deck can do so many attacks and so much power and everything. You can't just live. I mean, the only thing that you can live is with an over trigger. And that happened to me in my round one. I faced a Morokuma player and she uh, put me to five damage and that's when I checked the over trigger for damage and it literally ended her turn. Uh, I mean, how, how do you feel about over triggers in the format? Um, with the over triggers yes they're a game changing and it sucks in that respect for me going into the event that wasn't going to change over triggers weren't going to happen so i had to like cope with it and so the biggest thing is that you can't really prepare for them because you don't know if they're come out 
during that turn or something like that. And there's some decks that can stack in a little bit. You know, that's one of the things that I like about Genesis because you can kind of stack a little bit with Revelation and other skills like that. But, you know, when you're dealing with like, damage, you don't know that. And it's just, it, it sucks that it happens, but, you know, you still want to do your best plays and just go from there. I mean, one of the things at the finals too, when I deal the six damage, I knew that he had an over trigger and I knew he still had one heal left in deck and I knew that there was a chance that he was going to get one of those and I could just lose and he ended up getting the heal. <laughs> so it's just one of those things that you just have to know that it, it can happen and just do your best to play around with what you can actually control. That's what matters most. Are there any other bans, restrictions, erratas, anything like that that you would be pushing at the moment or are you kind of in agreement with Solemn's video? Pretty much with Solemn's video, he hits a, a good amount of clans too, so there's just so many things and so many variables that can change. And he does a really good job on solidifying that and then things are going to change in the next sets too, so who knows what premium will look like in the next year or two. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot happening right now, so yeah, who knows. Assuming those changes do happen, what do you think maybe the decks that will kind of rise to the top of the format might be? Well, anything that already has a solid winning image that is just behind a tier compared to the loot decks. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 like with any game, you know, you ban or hit the tier 1 decks, then the next top of the tier 2 decks become tier 1. <laughs> decks that come in mind i can see grand blue definitely being up there one because it has so much versatility so much self-reliance and just being a deck that is really strong there's bermuda triangle as well being a thing and um potentially gold paladin but i have to see how that pans out with certain people because a lot of part of it's you know representation of the clans too yeah so sometimes People get caught up with arguments where it's like, oh, these are the top decks, but then you really don't see them top as often you would expect, or you don't even see them play at certain events. And at the end of the day, it's really the current metagame during that snapshot in time that really matters what the top decks are. So it just, we'll see. Is there anyone you want to shout out? Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Yeah, definitely shout out to my amigos at Axis Vanguard, uh, Force of the Ocean, content creators from Cardfight Con. A lot of people that supported me over Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch, you name it. I, I appreciate every one of you. Amigos, I, I I couldn't really have done it without you guys. And the last thought that I want to say, you know, this is something that I'm grateful that Bushiroad did and still allowed us to be able to play somehow competitively. And so for the rest of you that are still playing for the next events, you know, best of luck and do your best. So that's all I got. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you very much for coming on. And uh I'll pass it back to me and Cypher in the regular podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Commander Jaime. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Um, he is a really, really cool guy. Friend of the show. One of our uh, Axis Vanguard family. Um, yes. and, a, and a fantastic player. He's a real fountain of knowledge as well. And he's yes. a very helpful, friendly guy. So check him out. And also check us out at AxisVanguard.com. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, it's, we actually... it is AxisVanguard.com. Thanks, Blau, for fixing the, the URL. Okay. Yeah, thank you to <laughs> well. AxisVanguard.com. Anything else we wanna anything can, else we wanna plug? You can find me you can find my channel, it's literally called Cycle Vanguard. It's just starting up, but I think overdressed content for the most part. So if you have human players who wanna play Keto Century or just any deck, feel free to check it out if you want. Your, your channel's doing alright as well, isn't it? You've got a thousand views on some of the other day. Alright, yeah, sure, but 
when it went all out and say the like, comment, and subscribe. So I'm, I'm not getting the subs yeah. just yet. <laughs> oh, okay, you've been forgetting that. <laughs> I need to sell out that soon. We'll, we'll get DF on to give some tips. <laughs> Maybe something. Alright, okay. Yeah, that's everything. I don't don't worry about me. Don't follow me on anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any social media, so I'll probably drag him on the sub videos so you might see him. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we, we should do we should do a remote fight. I do want to do like you know what, uh, what? The, like a Dragon Empire tier list. Like, what you, the... <laughs> Dragon Empire tier. Yeah, like two decks. <laughs> I know, I know. Right. <laughs> then you're like, oh, just do Eugene immediately. Shit. <laughs> then you Eugene Z tier. Yeah. Okay. Let's not turn this into the anti <laughs> Every episode's anti Which is sad. Yeah, okay. And check out Axis Kiteboards as well. If anything, we're their sponsor. We're, push, <laughs> you know, we're promoting them all over the place. And we're trying to get them as a sponsor because they, <laughs> yeah. they, if you search Axis, I don't know why. But yeah, what, what's the podcast called? Over Triggered. Thanks yeah, for listening to Over Triggered, episode one, slash Axis Vanguard podcast, episode five. <laughs> yes, that's right. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.